Good morning and welcome to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Root or Jeff Logman in, uh, in-house here today. We're, uh, we got a little different lineup because there's a very big tournament today. Big. Big. Very big. big. 682 boats. That's big. It's, yeah. Did you, hear, did you hear that, Chris? 682 boats? 682 boats. That's a lot of the the boats. Uh, for the King of the Beach tournament, which is happening today, it's a single-day tournament that restricts boats with a southern and a northern boundary and then also has an eastern boundary, which I believe is four miles. And that's a good thing because it's very similar to the, uh, the Paul Dozier's tournament. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a cool thing. Which I is think- a Kingfish shootout. And uh, I like that. All the small guys are, are having a chance today. So since Favor is fishing that, yep. with Brother James, we have somebody else in studio today. Yeah, we have a famous. Who do we have? An infamous. The Tarmit. Who the, is it? The Some guy that we some, found on the side dude. of the road. The Slayer. You know, he's been it's catching a lot of tarpon lately. <laughs> yeah, he's the king of the tarpon. Captain Chip Wingo. Chip! Don't do it, Chip. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sitting in, Chip. My pleasure. Yeah. The the King of, King of the Beach tournament that's going on today, man. I we got a little group text. We're going to be checking in with guys. Chris is going to be busy. He's going to be dialing them up. We're going to be checking in with them. Yeah. Well, well, now, let's giving you a heads up. You're giving you a heads up. Mm-hmm. We're going to check in and see how everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. When uh, when you have a tournament like this, it's amazing how the group texts kind of get going. Oh goodness. Like, I don't know. I don't like know. Crazy. I, I don't know how I got included in all these group texts. It's like my uh, phone lights up all the time now. I'm like, what the heck? Well, it's because you're Kirk. Yeah, I, I reckon. You can turn <laughs> off the notifications. The thing that. that I thought was cool about this thing, yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> I did that last night. Is that this is an 85 by four mile area? So they're those 682 boats are constrained by what is it? The the boundary of the Nassau River, St. Mary's, yep. right there. All the way down to, uh, what is it? Um, am, am I right thinking it's Ponce? I'm pulling it up now. I think it is Ponce. Is, is, is it Ponce, Chip? Yeah. All right, here it is. Uh, the uh, fishing hour, 7 a.m. until 3 p.m. Okay, there's no lines in the water prior to 7 a.m. So these guys, so the guys literally just got lines out. Yeah. Okay. Boats uh, may not leave the boundary to catch bait or to deploy lines, so you even have to catch your bait within the boundary lines. Okay? Yeah, so they, yeah, they had to. Yeah. yeah, the boundaries are the center of the Fernandina St. Mary's Inlet. Okay. To the Flagler Pier. Oh, oh, to wow. the pier. Okay. So that's even shorter, smaller than shorter. we were yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The east boundary is four statute miles from the beach. That's plenty of room. But it's tight compared to most tournaments, which is great. I mean, it's it's awesome. All the small boat guys, you know, just like the Kingfish Shootout, has got everybody's got a chance. I tell you what, I was just telling Chip before you walked in a minute ago. The fish are on the beach. Oh, absolutely. That water was so pretty yesterday, from about eleven o'clock till I don't know. I you know we had to get off the water because those storms came in right around two o'clock. But it was just cobalt blue. And those fish, they were in it. Well, we had and we they had, were fired up. Well, we had just a little bit of a weather change this week, which I think is going to be really good for today's fishing. Oh, we needed it bad. And explain to people why you guys you guys are out on the water all the time, and when things become consistent, 
where every day it's the same wind, same wind, same wind. Sometimes things can get a little stale. Absolutely. Right? I think so. And you find your bait doing different things when it gets like that, too. Well, it, it, one, one thing it's going to do, when you get a northeast flow like we did. Which is what we had. We had like a, a nor- very short northeast flow. Then it's kind of turned east, and it actually got a little bit sloppy on Thursday, and early in the morning anyway, and then it's laid down through the day. But that was the change that, that we're talking about maybe was much needed. Well, and you, you get that, that little bit of weather change in direction of, of current flow. The water to, to, to where we are situated on the coast is deeper to the northeast. So we get a little bit deeper water that way. When we get that deeper water and you get that rollover effect from southwest winds all the time that we were just about on the edge of going, it brings in a little bit cooler, cleaner water. And it, I, th- I think it, it's a big game changer for everything. Really, really different colored water. It does. It's, but I can tell you, after that little blow out of the east that we had, that water's warm. It's warm. And the, the other thing that I noticed yesterday, the water had a really pretty color. I know a lot of the guys ran offshore, and it was a little bumpy out there. I mean, we had west winds yesterday, I'd say, pushing on the edge of 15 knots mm-hmm. and some change. And I know a lot of guys ran out, and I know Jeremy sent me a text text early yesterday morning because I was running a late charter. He said it's bumpy, you know. When he this says was it's yesterday, bumpy, yeah, this was yep. yesterday. And when he says it's bumpy, I know it's it's rough. And then when I got out there and I was I was getting bait. Thursday morning was really bumpy. Yeah, Thursday morning was real bumpy. <laughs> and I'm sitting there looking out, and I'm watching these guys out there pre-fishing. Oh, yeah, and they're getting – And I'm going, you guys are a little hardcore, man. <laughs> they're getting beat up. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Today ain't the day to be pre-fishing. Well, but- I looked at the beach Wednesday morning on the way to the marina, and it was flat. And by the time I picked up my clients and ran out the jetty to hit the beach, you know, south, mm-hmm. right. grab bait, it had picked up. Yeah. And by the time I hit the jetty, because I looked, I had two ladies, and a, you know, a lady and her 14-year-old niece. By the time I hit the jetties, I was like, ooh. And, I mean, I took one, you know, going slow, but I took one over the bow. Yeah. And Oh, those I, are fun. I'm like, I looked at them, and they're like, what are we going to do? I said, we're not tarpon fishing today. Yeah. We went inside and caught some bull reds. But, I mean, it was like, it yeah. picked up quick. Yeah. With that tide change. Well, the tournament today, and, and some of these rules I think are fantastic, and uh, this is uh, Mason's Voice presents the fifth annual North Florida King of the Beach, which is today. Uh, again, the fishing hours are 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. They weren't able to uh, put lines out until 7 a.m. They were allowed to start catching bait starting at, I believe, at like 5 a.m. Oh, so they could go out at five yeah so uh here's uh the rest of the rules kind of the with you know we got the boundaries okay st mary's inlet to flagler pier east boundary boundary is four miles from the from the beach obviously you got to follow all of the florida laws uh if a fish is hooked and it takes you out of bounds you may continue fighting that fish out of bounds uh, until you are back in bounds after you uh it says uh, it says you can fight the fish until it is caught or lost but may not deploy the lines after completion until you are back in the boundaries, okay, boats may begin catching bait within the boundaries via cast net or hook and line at 5 a.m., okay, on August 5th, which is today, okay. So at 5 a.m., they were allowed to do that. You cannot purchase live bait. That's a good, that's a good rule, I think. Yeah, I think it is. It levels the playing field. Absolutely. Live bait must be caught on the tournament boat on tournament day. So you can't have somebody go out, okay, yeah. and catch bait mm-hmm. and then transfer it over to your boat. Okay, uh, because live bait cannot be transferred from boat to boat. Purchase dead bait is permitted. 
All types of live bait are permitted. However, all bait must be caught within the boundary or in the intercoastal waterway. Mm-hmm. Okay? I like that. I do. That's a good rule. Uh, after a fish is boated, a photo with the tournament issued official boat number on the on the water with the beach in the background must be taken as soon as possible and sent text to the tournament number. Uh, if there is no photo of the fish on the water with the official boat number and beach in the background, your fish will be disqualified. I like that. Yep. Uh, All the rules. Deadline to submit the photo is 4 p.m. Weigh-in will open at 2 p.m. and it will open until 5.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Fish may be brought to the weigh-in by boat or truck. So if somebody's launching St. Augustine, they can bring it to the tournament site, etc. cetera. Uh, the crew member must be at the tournament site and checked in with your fish by 5.30 p.m. For your fish to be weighed, bring your boat number with you. Uh, all entrants are subject to a polygraph at any time. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah, via, I guess uh, via protest. Unfortunately, well no, well, no, it doesn't have to even have to be a protest. They're saying it can be, if, if the tournament official feels like that you're fudging, dirty. Yeah, yeah. Here. Now, let's, let's put these wires on you. Hold on to this real quick on yeah, the road. Okay. Um, first and second place captains will be required to submit and pass a polygraph test prior to being presented any prize. So they're going to do it. I like it, that. Mm. Okay. Failure to submit to a polygraph test automatically revokes all claims of prize and disqualifies the captain and crew from the tournament. And here's why that's important. The prizes are big. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. really big. Yeah, you're okay? talking about second place is a pickup truck. And there's some shysters, okay, that when prizes get what are viewed as big, they do stupid things. They cheat. Yeah. Okay? Um, all protests must be submitted in writing to the tournament committee. And a five hundred dollar deposit within thirty minutes of the last fish being weighed, and then there's a lot of um, things here. They've got different categories. Okay, you can't have an electric we- or reel. They can't have a mutilated fish to be weighed. Uh, mutilation is any damage other than gaff marks. Okay, and they make that decision. Um, in the case of identical weights, the tie will be broken by the first fish weighed uh, for all places and divisions including closest to and Calcutta's. Tournament uh, reserves the right to deny entry to anyone for whatever reason. Rules are subject to change at any time. One question I got. Can you go outside of the boundaries bet- before 7 o'clock and catch bait? No, I don't think so. No, so you can't. No, no. So you got to no, no. stay inside the boundaries. Okay. In the boundaries or in the intercoastal waterway. Okay. So there's that's pretty, pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah. The, uh, and here, here's why it's important to have a lot of these rules because the prizes for this tournament that are, these guys are fishing today, I mean, are tremendous. I mean, first place, you got a, a boat. It's a 26 front runner, 26 foot front runner with twin 225 Mercury outboards with a trailer. Fully rigged. I mean, it's, it's ready to go. I mean, you don't have to buy anything. Electronics, everything. Radio, antenna, I think dual screens on it. I mean, $245,000 value. Okay. Second place. That's not shabby. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Second I'd place. My, I'd be trading my boat real quick. Is a four-wheel drive F-150 yeah, pickup. I mean, brand new Ford. Yeah. Okay. We're like close to 80000 now. Well, that's fifty two grand on that one. Okay. Now, it ain't a Chevy. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a new Chevy guy. <laughs> I'm a GMC guy. I get it. <laughs> uh, and then the packages continue to go down. And, and, I mean, they're paying out great places. They've got a lady division that's – 
sponsored by Two Tip Mice Vodka, which is our good buddy Ed. Ed Malin. The famous Ed Malin. Of, of Angie Subs. Is now going to be worldwide soon. And the ladies' division is $5,000 cash. Mm. Mm, I mean, wow. shoot, what's wrong with that? I tell you, man, it's a, it's a, it's a good tournament. And you, you picked a really good day to do it. I mean, right after a full moon, you've got a, a rising tide at noon. Mm. So, I mean, you've got – whoever picked the date did a really good job in picking a good well, date. Well, and look, fingers always cross, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. You, you know, well, weather's always, always a big factor. Weather it, always is. And just a, a quick note for the people that are fishing the tournament. I mean, looking at the radar, there's a little bit on the radar. Mm-hmm. You know, so just keep your eyes to the west-northwest, and that looks and seems to be the direction that those things are coming from. That stuff came up quick yesterday. Now. Yeah, it won't take Sun, long. It popped and it was moving. Well, yeah, but the good the good hard. thing is that you guys know this. I mean, with a westerly flow mm-hmm. from the radar, I mean, okay, you know, I tuck into the beach. You know, if it gets bad, the closer to the beach, the you know, the less yeah. of an impact it's going to have. It's yeah. a lot better than when they start coming from the east. Yeah, true. Or north or northeast or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we got a busy show. We're going to be talking to a lot of guys that are on the water today. And then uh, we got a very special guest that's going to be joining us at, uh, I believe, Chris, what do we say, 820? And it's... Uh, By we, me, you mean you? Yeah, yes. me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and do you guys, you're, you're on Instagram, right? Uh, Kurt? Yeah. Yes. Chip? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You guys follow the qualified captain? Yeah. Yes. All right. One of the best follows on Instagram that there is when it comes to boating it's incredible. Yeah. It I is. Mean, uh, everybody yeah. that screws up or is a dummy on the water. Yeah, you have a faux pas, you're going to get caught by this, y- yeah. this group. You know, somebody's going to take a picture of it and send it to him, and he's going to well, post you know, it. We had one at Beach Marine. You know, did you see that one? Was it on Qualified Cap? Oh, yeah. Was the, it? The guy pulled in and somehow threw the throttle in, threw the throttle in gear hard, and the boat was sitting there spinning. Oh, no. And uh, Craig, who's been working there forever, had was sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting, and he dove in the boat from the dock oh, before it hit a big yacht. That's scary. I mean, I've, I'll have to find it because it was a good one. I mean, Oof. that's nuts to do that. Well, but. the guy that started the qualified captain, his name is Captain Aaron Stasiak. Okay, and he's going to join us this morning. Met him down at the ICAST, and a super nice guy. And uh, he was – uh, working at a marina and then started the qualified captain because they were he was filming <laughs> him and the guys that he worked with were filming people at the marina and then started posting a few things and then said you know i'm gonna start an instagram account start an instagram account and then next thing you know exploded he, now he, i mean he showed me his phone at icast because like, i asked him i said how do you get all these videos he goes look at this Oh, people send him constantly. Oh, because now that he's yeah. established, I mean. That's right. They want to get on his channel. I mean, yep. it is deep. I mean, it, he showed me. He goes, this is just today. Okay. Wow. And today, he was just sitting there scrolling. Scrolling. Looking, looking for scrolling, the juicy ones. And scrolling. And he hadn't even yeah. had a chance to look at them all. That's right. He just gets the cream of the crop now. I wow. mean, he's just getting hundreds. The Chris. Hundreds of videos a day. He can make a pretty good living doing that, right? Oh my word! Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There's once you reach critical mass, uh, and and you become viral. Yes, and yeah. he's gotten uh, yeah. big time followers and folks. I'm just telling you, it's a great follow. Yeah, and uh, and he's expanded the qualified captain to more than just a 
okay, we're an Instagram account. And that's where you really make the money. And this is where, and I, and I, and this is the thing I asked him, I said, how do you, you know, how do you do it? He goes, well, we just started, we have an official apparel now. That's right. So Gear. they're merch. They're, yeah. They're merchandise. So yeah. here's the deal. Hagen just signed the contract with qualified <laughs> captain. <laughs> captain. For real. Oh, really? That's They're awesome. going to be carrying some of the qualified captain stuff Man, to, okay. in their stores. So now now check that out. So so a guy hanging with his buddies, uh, taking video of, of people doing stupid stuff, right? Turns into, oh yeah, my stuff is now at retail locations. Yep. <laughs> and Only in America. And, Only in America. And the online store Ugh. that he has. Oh, man. But, you know, the, the – I think the interesting thing is, is that he he really believes that the qualified captain is more than just pure entertainment. He he wants that to be viewed as, hey, look, don't people, do this. Here's an education. Right, of, right, right. You know, here's what not to do. And he's not trying to make fun of people. No, he's trying to help people to avoid accidents. I think it's probably don't, twofold. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't do this. It's totally making fun of people, but but <laughs> it's trying to help people. I see the fact that I see it. And share it with people, and I go, look, don't do that. Don't be this guy. That's right. Don't be this guy because you'll get hurt. Yep. Yeah. You know? And I'm sure people that are in law enforcement, fish and wildlife, whatever, they're going, kudos to this guy. Oh, absolutely. Because he's, he's, he's exposing things that people can do that are careless. Don't do them. I got a bunch of friends, you know, obviously at the Jaguars, you know, that I work with, and they're all in broadcast. And, he, you know, and look, a lot of these guys are not right. fishermen. They're not hunters. They watch it anyway. So I told him, I said, you guys follow Qualified Captain? They're like, no, what's that? <laughs> I said, on Instagram. And they're like, no, I said, you got to follow it. So, like, I'll tell them that, you know, kind of in a uh, convenient way. Right. And then, like, three days later, I completely forgot that I told somebody to follow Qualified Captain. They're coming up to me going, dude, that Qualified Captain is hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see the, some of the videos of the guys coming out of Hallover Canal, mm-hmm. oh. you know, and injecting – you know, you see a lady on her cell phone looking at her phone, and you're going, oh, oh. And next yeah, thing you know, she's out of the boat. Hallover Inlet, where, where is that at again? I mean, Down south. Um, Hallover's um, somewhere down right here. by Miami. Yeah. Um, it's, an, it's an inlet kind of that's notorious for having just these monster rolling waves. Well, when the tide goes out there, it's, it's kind of like Mayport sometimes. You got an you ocean pushing in on an outgoing tide, and it's just rolling. I mean, it's it's the bar is so heinous in there. Heinous. I mean, it just it just ejects people heinous. out of the boat. They take one over the bow. If you have somebody that doesn't know how to run an inlet like that, Mayport's like that. It was like this once. This week uh, got really ugly. Uh, if you're not careful and and you don't know how to keep the nose of your boat up, mm-hmm. you know that's why they make uh, uh, you know trim tabs and <laughs> tilt and trim. So yeah. You, so you can raise the yeah, nose on your boat. There's a lot of people that haven't figured out the combination of tilt, trim, and tabs and throttle. I mean, you got to <laughs> use Hence, it. we have the qualified And captain. you end up burying the nose on the boat, <laughs> and people come flying out, and you're going. I saw one where a girl got ejected. I don't know if you saw that one. She got ejected out of the boat holding her phone, and her boyfriend freaks out. And what does he do? He jumps in. He jumps in. Oh, after smart the- guy. And I'm going, holy, and, you know, the next boat not coming smart. out can run over both of them, you know? Not smart. Not Oliver's smart. North Miami Beach. Okay. Yeah. So And uh, there's right. there's plenty, plenty of good stuff that comes from that. But he, and, and here's the other thing. They, he also gets great video of 
boat trailering activity, literally going like going down the highway. Oh. <laughs> That's just so we're gonna talk to him, folks. If you haven't yet, follow it and check it out before we have Captain Aaron Stasiak on. Again, it's the qualified captain. Uh, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back. We'll do weather. We'll do tides. And I got a pig story. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Uh, did you get him? Oh, you got them all. Well, there's a couple. Well, there's still a couple left. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Got a smart one or two. Well, you got you got to hang tight because I can tell you the story's got some twists and turns. Oh boy. And, twists uh, and, it's, and turns. It's still turning. Not just twists, but twists and turns. And we'll do all that and more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Hey, this weekend, they've got a cool uh, bucket sale going on at the Hagen Ace Hardware Stores. Okay, you donate $5 to our local CMN hospitals. And for your five-gallon bucket, you can put anything that fits inside and get 20% off. So you shove that bucket full as much as you can, as long as it's not falling out, and you get 20% off. I don't know if it'll mean, yeah, as long as it's in the bucket, right? I would okay, think. and that's twenty percent off on almost everything. Okay, there's certain <laughs> things like, uh, like a uh, what is the uh, Milwaukee power tool? You can't, you yeah. know, like all of a sudden have it like half in and half out. You know, okay. <laughs> well, we just need to things, clarify that. Though, I mean, there are know? certain. I just want to make sure people are aware. There are now rednecks are, are man. They'll be shoving everything in. But like fishing tackle, shove a rod and reel in there. Fill up the fishing tackle in the bucket, and mm. it's twenty percent off. You know, with the five dollar donation to children's. Uh, Wolfson Children's Hospital and UF Health Jacksonville, which is where their CMN hospitals. I mean, that's an awesome thing yeah. that Hagen Ace does, and uh, and hey, you the consumer can benefit from it. So check it out, and you get a bucket. Right? I'm all over that. You get yeah. a bucket. I I need buckets, and you always need buckets. All right, welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooters. Time for a Tides Report brought to you by Angie Subs, Mr. Uh. Ed Malin, and Angie Subs right there at the corner of Beach and Penman, the best sub shop in Jacksonville. Are you sure? There's no doubt. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> French fries for two. Here's the, here's. Oh, I wanted to tell you this. Oh, we I mean, get free French fries for a, for a month. I wish. <laughs> so uh, go there this week earlier in the week with Taylor, my daughter. All right. And we get French fries for two. She gets her sub. I get my sub. And I said, you know, I got to do something different, right? Got to mix it up. I get the Shane. Right. Have the, you had a Shane? The, the, I have never had a Shane. Oh no. my gosh. I mean, you want to talk about good. I'm a Del Rio guy. It's got banana peppers in it. Oh, man. Nice. I love banana peppers, and I've never had the Shane. That now goes to the top three <laughs> at you, Angie Subs. You cover that with Seriously. Peruvian, too? Nope. Nope. It needed nothing. I didn't put anything on it, Kurt. And, I'm and, telling you. And a sweet tea. I had a, a very tea. small sweet tea. I'm trying to cut back on the caffeine and the sugar. Okay. <laughs> But, Important. but unfortunately, I'm not cutting back on French fries yep. at Angie's. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, it's okay to have a cheat day, Yes, as my son calls it. All right, it. what's the tide at Mayport? High tide is going to be uh, 1230 today. You had a low tide this morning at 559 and since passed, which is perfect setup for this this tournament that, that these people are fishing in right now. Um, and let's see. I'm trying to – I can't get this, this – this, Laptop doesn't work touchscreen, so I don't know what the peak high is on this. 
I can help you out. Hold on a second. Can you, can you hook me up? I I can help you, Kirk. I'm trying to drag this. Yeah. This circle doesn't. I know drag. you're just you're not very. Well, we got new technology, folks. We went from the laptops, the old desktop we have. Okay, it's a 5.0 at a point two. So it's it's not a huge tide, and you got southwest winds today, so it's going to come flying out of there. I know when I came out of the inlet yesterday at ten o'clock. It was starting to bump through there pretty good. It was getting with it. Yeah, so a lot of the guys that were launching this morning for the tournament were launching with low tide or yeah, soon made to be low tough. tide, I'm yeah. sure, which made some of the boat ramps a little bit of a challenge. Well, the biggest challenge you have at the boat ramps right now is that they're slick as crap. Yeah. Man. From all the rain we have, there's so much algae growing on those ramps. Well, and then be careful. And here's the other thing, be careful, because you got a low tide this evening at Mayport at 6.15, basically, this, uh, this evening. And so there's going to be a lot of people taken out this evening, mm-hmm. and now we're having possibly another low tide. So just be careful at the boat ramp, folks, because yeah. of, of the low tide situation. Tomorrow, if you're planning on getting a little fishing in, early in the morning, there's a low tide at Mayport. That's a 6.46 a.m. low tide. That's a negative .38. All right. And a weather report brought to you by the best barbecue in Jacksonville, and that's the Bearded Pig, Bearded two Pig. locations. Mm. And I didn't get there this week, but I can tell you, They've got the best greens. I mean, who else does greens at a restaurant that's so damn good? Uh, Nobody. My or, mom loved them. I used to go get them and take them when she was in the full care in Jack's Beach. I'd get her the fatty brisket mm-hmm. and the greens, and she loved that place. Oh, yeah. So I would have to drive from the beach all the way out there before they opened the one at the beach. Right. And get them for her. But she was like, I, that was her favorite dish. Oh, so good. And, I, and sometimes I just struggle to figure out what to order. But I'm just, man, I'm, I'm telling you, I love that Frito pie. And it's not even on the menu, but you go up, folks, if you go, if you go there, you're going you're gonna to say, hey, look, Lagerman said for me to try the Frito pie. I'm just telling you, it's wonderful. It's got Fritos. It's got bean casserole. It's got some cheese on it. It's got brisket on it. And look, and if you're not a red meat person, just ask to change out the brisket and put in turkey. Or you can put it. You chicken. won't be disappointed. Yeah. Or yeah. chicken. Yeah. But turkey's better. Their turkey is top notch. Turkey's good. That's the best turkey I've ever had at a barbecue place. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what's the weather today? West winds ten to fifteen, becoming south in the afternoon. Seas two to three. You're going to have a chance of thunderstorms in the morning, then showers and thunderstorms likely in the afternoon. So be careful, folks. Tonight, southwest around ten knots, two to three feet. Tomorrow, southwest winds five to ten knots, becoming south in the afternoon. Seas two to three. A slight chance of thunderstorms in the morning, then a chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon. Monday, same thing. Southwest winds 5 to 10 becoming south 10 to 15 afternoon. Same deal Deal with the uh, thunderstorms and showers. Tuesday, southwest as well, 5 to 10, 2 to 3 feet. And Wednesday, southwest as well. So, I mean, it looks like we got the same summertime weather pattern going, uh, coming back in and chance of yeah, same Bermuda highs. Well. These Bermuda highs keep coming in, and we get the same weather pattern. Which... All right, well, uh, let's uh, let's go right to the phone lines because uh, we have one of the participants in Mason's oh. Voice Presents, North Florida King of the Beach, mm. today, and that's Mulleted. Morning, Paul. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. What's happening, Paul? We are we are we are out here drowning baits. We've been pretty active since seven o'clock. We've already got five in the boat. No way. And. Yeah. And, uh, nothing, nothing giant, but, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're off to a good start. That's how they were yesterday, Paul. Those fish were so fired up on the beach and they, yeah. were, they were in shallow water too. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, shallow. We, yeah, we're, we're, we're out in about 45 foot right now, but most of our stuff has come in from uh, around 30. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that funny? That's how it was yesterday. Yeah. Too. The, uh, the other day when I was watching some of these guys pre-fish, you see them kind of uh, when they first got there, you know, and I'm out there kind of watching them, they started deep. And as the day progressed, they were, they were closer. So, yeah, you know, and then, and I, and I know where Paul is. We're not going to tell anybody where he's at just because, you know, this is a tournament day, but, uh, I think you're in a great spot. Uh, yeah. And, spot. I, and believe, and believe it or not, we're kind of all alone. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a boat. I don't know, thousand yards to the north of us, and four or five boats, probably fifteen hundred, two thousand yards to the south of us. Yeah, huh. and that's the closest boats we got. Fantastic. We take it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic. So, uh, with the tournament rules, you're allowed to start getting bait at five a.m. Five a.m. Yep. Tell line, us, tell line, us how you did. Line, uh, we came out of the inlet. I don't know, probably quarter to six somewhere in there and just ease down the beach and we were uh riding in about 20 foot of water and and finger mullet was on the helm and all of a sudden he just pulls the throttle back and we stop and start listening you can hear the bogey slips and through the net twice and we actually got enough bait to fish all day but we'll change it out uh yeah in about in about 25 foot of water were the pogies on top you could hear them flip on top, but we were marking them with the screen. Okay. Yeah. All right. There have been plenty of bait on the beach. I mean, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. which is, you know, there's no better way to start a kingfish tournament, I'm sure, because I'm not a big kingfish guy. But, I mean, I, I, I look, I like to fish, okay, and there's no Jeff, better way to Jeff, start the day fishing Jeff, than getting bait. Yeah. You, Jeff, you don't know what you're missing fishing these turn- kingfish tournaments. <laughs> well. Snow trolling in the heat, you know. <laughs> The doldrums, no wind, you know. <laughs> What's nice is is if if you're not if you're not a king fish, fish fishing person, let's put it this way, and Jeff's not. Today yeah. is one of those days where you can go out and have a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, because the bite on the beach. He's got five in the boat already. It's pretty strong. I could do that. Yeah, I mean, when you got that much activity, and they smoke it. I mean, yesterday when they were hitting it, we had. We had three fish sky behind the prop wash, and I had guys from Virginia yesterday, and uh, Colonel Joseph and his his boys, and these fish were hitting the bait twenty feet behind the motor and coming up in the air twenty twenty five oh, feet. Oh, which is awesome to watch. Straight yeah, up in the air, like a missile. That is that is that yep that is that is definitely cool to watch. There's now, no two ways about it. Now here, you, here's another way that I would probably be interested in king fishing, and I can't remember who sent us this video. But it was a video of you know somebody that was fishing and and they sent it to us right, and he's he's like panning he's you know he's got his camera out on his phone and he's he's panning or like you know, you know surveying the whole boat the ocean and then it comes to the back of the boat and he's got a portable grill in the rod holder that was money <laughs> I saw that with hot dogs and, and chicken yeah chicken that's and what a it was. cold beer in his hand yeah that's yep. money. And yep. I said to myself, "You might be able to convince me to kingfish." Yeah, that. Yep. we've uh, we 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 have one of those grills as well. <laughs> it's not on the boat today, but we 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 have one. That's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I got something else that a friend of mine showed me earlier in the year. It's a uh, it looks like a little lunch box, a little plastic tackle box style lunch box. I got one of those. We yeah. had Which, we featured one of those one time on on Yeah, the, the, it's got the heating plate on it, heats up up to to, to 300 degrees. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we, we we 
we went mahi fishing and about 10 o'clock this guy you know breaks us breaks this thing out and plugs it in and hooks it up to the battery and he threw dang uh dang uh sausage and and barbecue sauce on there and some sauerkraut and boy we had a good time heck yeah <laughs> the, the one that i saw was one of them little um the mini propane bottles you know the little green propane yeah. screw-in uh-huh. bottles he yeah. had one of them on the yep. grill and yep i mean what it doesn't get any better than that yep yep yeah. Although I wouldn't have had hot dogs on it, but he had kids on the boat. You know, hot dogs for the kids, chicken for the adults. You know, but that that was cool, man. Yeah, that is neat. All right, so you're gonna yep. stay. You're gonna stay with it. Stay right there in that that area. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 leave fish to find fish. All right. That's well, right. well. Good luck if you catch a big one, um, or if you get some that are pretty decent. Send some pictures and yep, sure. uh, keep us updated. Sure, I will. All right. All right. We'll we will do it. Yeah, right, brother. Have a good one. Thank good you, Paul. See ya. All right, before we take a break, let's uh, let's squeeze in Papa G here before we take a break. Morning, Papa G. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? Good. Fantastic. That's good, man. I wish I could say the same thing. I got a second-degree burn on my forehead. Uh-oh. How did you, yep. how you, know you do those, that? Those little, well, you know, I love grilled cheese sandwiches and those Cuisinart uh, things that sit on the counter there in the kitchen. You can You can make some really good grilled cheese sandwiches, but here's what not to do with a Cuisinart. You know, those things got, got burners on the top and bottom. Well, I plugged in my Cuisinart and I heated it up and my wife wanted a grilled cheese sandwich too. So unfortunately I've only got two hands. So when I went to prop up the Cuisinart uh, to put the grilled cheese sandwich in there, the cabinet got in the way. So I tried to put my head in there to hold up the handle. Well, I caught that top burner on that Cuisinart and I've got a second degree burn and blisters on my forehead, so that's not a good idea to do that. No, you know? no, uh, yeah, that's uh, not what you want to do. I need to locate. I need to locate another spot on my counter. But anyway, bungee listen, cord, bungee in. cord next time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, hey, this guy goes into the doctor, okay? And uh, when he sits, keep he's it got clean now, Papa G. Keep it clean. It's, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, he goes in the doctor, and while he's sitting in the waiting room, he sees all these astrological signs, all these posters in the doctor's waiting room. So he's wondering, this guy must really be into astrology. So he goes in, the doctor sees him, and about three-quarters of the way through the uh, uh, you know, uh, physical, he looks up at the doc. He goes, well, doc, what's the outcome here? Am I going to live a long and happy, happy life? And the doc says, well, somehow I kind of doubt it. He said, well, what do you mean, sir? He goes, well, right now, Mercury is lined up with Uranus. And he says, uh, well, I'm not into all that astrological stuff like you are. The doc says, neither am I. My thermometer just broke. <laughs> Y'all have a great day. <laughs> okay. Oh, goodness, uh, goodness gracious. I think we're going to have to come up with a rule. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we got the joke things getting out of here. Yeah. All right, uh, let's take a break. Uh, we come back. We'll talk to you, 904 641 Clean jokes, please. Okay, and uh, or no jokes. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, or no jokes. Okay, uh, and that that definitely goes for yes, the Hall of Famer himself. Yeah. Okay, Top Gun, keep it clean, and uh, and then I got like I said, I got pig stories. I got to tell a pig story coming up right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. And uh, hey, folks, uh, I know you probably hear this all the time, but uh, the reality is, is that if you need, okay, one place to go to buy a firearm, my guy Victor at Wild West Guns and Gold, 
Oh, it's fantastic. He's got great prices, can get anything you need. I mean, it's just an ammunition. He's got it, got it all. Wild West Guns and Gold over there on the west side. Go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com. To us back-to-back, you can click on the Wild West Guns and Gold link. It'll take you right to his website to find out exactly everything that he has. Guns and, for you, gold for her. <laughs> yeah, it's not so much gold, but I mean, it's like There's a little guns. It's got a little bit, but it's not a, a whole little. lot. But maybe you get a gold gun. All right, so pigs. Pigs. Wild um, pigs. I have a problem with pigs. But I tell you what, once you start putting the chili wop on them, they get the message. The A uh, couple years ago, started to have a problem with them, and then it was running some traps. But the problem is with a lot of these box traps, once you get one or two, their buddies see it, and then you can't get the other ones in. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's hard to get rid of them all. Yeah. So I invested in something because there was some people that uh, were using it and they said it worked fantastic and it was called a pig brig. And a lot of the newer pig trapping systems have this drop gate. So you wait until all of the pigs are in this big giant pen. Right. And then you're basically watching it via your phone or a video camera that you have at that particular station mm-hmm. where you're baiting them into this big giant pen get them and, coming in and then once you get them in there you push a button and then the gate drops and they're stuck in the trap and then you can come in and take care of them right problem with that that it requires being awake when they're all there and then pushing a button mm-hmm. the pig brig is kind of a neat system it's a net trapping system the cost is around two thousand dollars which a lot of people go man that's a lot of money Okay, when you've got thousands of dollars worth of pine seedlings planted into the ground, that's not very much money. Yeah. I can tell you because, you know, you can have a lot of money invested in food plots or even yards or mm-hmm. uh, trees, et cetera, et cetera. So, anyway, I, have, I started having this pig issue. So, a few years ago, I bought this pig brick. Well, I never really had a big enough problem to to put this thing out. Well, now this year we did. You know, started having some pigs. And so we ended up setting this trap up, and uh, we caught one, and it was a pregnant sow. And for some reason, the other ones didn't go in. She, it was only the one that got caught. But there was another, what we thought were six sows and a big boar hog that were left. Yeah, another sounder. Yeah. So we're like, all right, we need to get them. So we put the net back into what it was what is called the conditioning phase. And imagine this net as a a circular net, but then it drapes all the way into the middle. So if the circle of the net, let's say, is 16 feet, the sides come down at 16 feet diameter, the mm. circular net system. Right. And then the net comes all the way into the middle. The very inside of the middle, there's probably a five-foot diameter area where there's not net. So right. when you drop the net, they they walk underneath the net. The net goes across their backs And then the net will rise up on these metal rods that are in the ground. And then once they get in there, the net goes right back down to the ground. And then they can't figure out how to root to get back out. So it's kind of like a crab trap in a lot of ways, right? I mean, crab figures out how to get in. Crab can't figure out how to get out. Interesting. So think of it that way. That's the easiest way I think I can describe it. So we uh, had to recondition these pigs to get them back into the center of this net. Okay, it took a while, and uh, Gerald and I, you know, both working hard at getting it. And Gerald up there all the time, and so he's kind of making sure that when we're souring corn, you know, I mean, this time of year it's hard to 
to get them, but we got them into the middle, reconditioned it, go up there Saturday, drop the net. was telling you guys on the show last weekend, right? going to get these pigs. We dropped the net, rebate it, and we're like, yeah, tomorrow morning we're going to have these pigs caught. Wake up the next morning, not a picture. Wow. Nothing. We're like, oh, oh, you're kidding me. So, like, totally bummed. They're like, you know, did we spook them, you know, with all the activity, mm-hmm. you know, and so got kind of nervous. So, anyway, so Gerald invited me over for dinner, him and his wife, Tony, go over and eat dinner with them, stop in, see the neighbors on the way back. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to make it before it gets dark. So I'm going back. Near the pigs. Well, and I have to drive by where the pig trap is at because it just had a fresh rain and my other road gets really muddy. So I was like, I don't want to mess that road up. So I'm going to go by the pig trap. They're not there. Okay. It's, you know, they've been morning pigs. Right. 815, set your watch. You know, that's when they've been there. Right. So I'm heading up, turning the turn up the road to go towards the pig trap, and I'm like, you know, if they're there, just make sure you don't slow down. You know, just keep your same RPM and side by side, just keep going. So I'm cruising, get next to the pig trap, turn to the right. Oh my God, they're all standing right there. Don't don't slow down. Just go right by them. I went right by them. Wow. Right. I get back and I get back, you know, to the to the building and I. Got on the phone and be like, oh my God, Gerald, you're not going to believe it. I just drove by the pig trap and they're all standing right there. They're not in it, but they're all standing around. I probably screwed it up. They're probably going to all leave and they're not, right. we're not going to get them. Right. Yeah. You know, so for the next couple hours before bedtime, you're just staring at the phone and the, the pictures, you know, what, what's going on? Are they in there? And right. texting with Gerald. Get up next morning, like 6 a.m., man. It was like that alarm went off at 6 and I was like, pew, out of that bed. I'm like, here we go. You know, you're hoping my, they're going to be there looking at my phone. And I'm like, man, it looks like they're all there, but I can't tell if they're all in, man, maybe the boar's in there. Maybe he's not. Maybe there's a couple sows on the outside and what's the wind doing? Who can we sneak, you know, can sneak in there. And if one's not in the trap, maybe we can shoot it. So anyway, we decide with the wind that Gerald would come in and put the old sneak to where he can get up close to see the trap if the boar hog's not in the trap. Remember, I was saying I don't know if the boar hog will go in. Right. And he and so he puts the sneak on, looks around, doesn't see anything around the trap. Huh. Says there might be a few pigs in the trap. You know, and we're trying to get seven. Right. Okay. Big boar and then six, a group of six. So he, he texts me and he says, I don't see anything outside the trap. Come on. So I hop in the golf cart and I make a kind of a loop around where I come by and I pick him up and then we he hops in and we ease our way up to the trap. And he said there might have been a couple in there. Well, we pull up and as we pull up, you know, it's electric golf cart, real quiet. They had no idea. We pull up and then the next thing you know, they all stand up. They're all in there. Oh, wow. All seven of them. Mm. The boar included, which we didn't think he'd go in. But I guess that he just couldn't resist that all, that all those girls were in a little area eating food and the food, and he could go in there with them. He went in. We had we had six, and then the boar hog. Okay, well, so six of them were sows. No, okay. one of them was also a boar. Okay, so there was a smaller boar that was the same size as the sows, and then you had the big boar. So you had five sows. So we had five sows, two boars. one young boar, and one full-grown boar that had some cutters that were nasty. Okay, so we dispatch of these things. Okay, and then so once they're in there, it's mm-hmm. like a big net. They're just 
bouncing off the and net. He, well, yeah, that's the they, they can't when you out. walk up to it. Now they start freaking out. Some of them start trying to jump to get over, right? And they can't do it. Uh, they can't clear the sides, especially, right. especially with soft ground. Now, if it was hard ground, they might have had a chance to do that, right? Okay, and they make a cap system for this net that actually gives it a roof for like a two-foot area all the way around the diameter if you wanted to use that. Right. We didn't use it. Soft sand figured that we wouldn't need it. But I can tell you, when you walk up to that net, those things are not uh, They just tame. want to get a hold of you. Well, the boar hog is trying to charge you. Right. I mean, he's trying to get you. And some of, the, some of them are like false charges. Right. So that's the first one you want to just take care of. Right. And then the other ones are trying to jump, and some of them are also trying to come at you. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we just bashed all of them. And these things, folks, have, I mean, they do thousands of dollars of damage. Oh, yeah. Thousands of dollars. Tear up your roads, night, your food plots, everything. Your yard. They tear up everything. And uh, so we're like, yes, we got them, right? And then we saw it was that same day we're leaving there and we're, we're going on another area of the property and see fresh pig tracks. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? You figure you got five sows? Well, you got piglets. Well, well, no. No, we ended up getting, uh, we have a box trap on the other side. Right. We ended up getting a boar hog in that two days later, okay, wow. where we saw that fresh track. Right. And then got pictures of like four or five more that showed up. We're like, what the hell's going on? Have you had a lot of rain up there? Oh, yeah, there's pretty, pretty, you know, with the rain showers and everything. It's like, but I mean, it's like, they're like ants. Well, that's the only time we really see them up where Kevin and my brother and I hunt. When the ground gets wet. When it gets real wet, they come out of the river bottoms and everything else. I can tell you that uh, it's war. Okay. (laughs) The net is now back up in the conditioning phase. Yep. Um, And there's another boar hog and he's huge. What would what would you estimate the one you guys got weighed? Three hundred pounds? Uh, nah, he wasn't that big. Two hundred? Yeah, maybe. I look like a big boy. He look. I mean, I mean, maybe he was. I mean, but I, I'd say they're dense. They are so yeah. dense. The one, know? the the new one that showed up, he's bigger than the one that we got. I like the red one. I would have hunted that red one <laughs> with the bow and arrow. That would have been yeah. I'd been hunt that one. Yeah, they start well, chopping I, those teeth at you. You know. Oh yeah. That's the most I intimidating. Mean, you I've had him charge me. He's got, you know, he's got some age to him. You know, the, the what them, them cutters. Oh yeah. So here's the crazy thing, right? You know where we where we took him to. You know, we we helped, we helped the buzzards a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, when we when we put them in an area. Yeah. You know, come back a couple of days later. Gone. It's all gone. Yeah. There's there's like no bones, no hide, nothing. No nothing. Coyotes in there. Man, it's amazing. Buzzards, you should have put a coyotes, camera on that. And here's the thing. I think some of this new group of pigs came in and ate Came in and ate some of those pigs. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, they will do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, wild pigs will eat. They're omnivorous. They carry them. They'll eat anything. Yeah. Anything. The only thing I've seen them that they won't eat is a gator. Because we had a dead gator on a piece of property and there were tons of pigs. And they didn't touch it. We huh. drug it into the, the uh, bone... Boneyard, the boneyard, yeah, yeah graveyard, and you know the hogs would go in there and eat and everything, but they, nothing would touch that. Game. Really, that's wow. interesting. But I think that that group of pigs ate the the dead pigs that were that were dumped. Well, I don't doubt it for a second. 
and they are destructive as crap. Ter- but terrible. I do know this at Fargo, terrible. where we're at, we've we've had a plan for the last ten years. If you see one, shoot it, shoot it. Yes, and I, they they get used to that, and they and you know we don't see as many as we used to see. We used to see big old herds of them, and you just don't see it like that anymore. Kevin shot that real big one up off of the property I lease up there. Mm-hmm. I told him I said go go ahead, go out there. So he goes out with a shotgun at night and he hears something, turns the flashlight on, looks up, and was like ooh. Yep, and he uh, he didn't go looking for it that night. <laughs> he came back the next day, and yep. I guess he had to get the tractor to get it out. Was that? Well, we're gonna we're gonna thermal night vision is also an option. But, sure, you know, but the hard part is and you that's need legal. To be, yeah, you need to be somewhere where you can see. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not easy to find sometimes when you're in a essential pine forest, you know, situation. So. Yeah. So we'll see. But anyway, the uh, the net is back up in the conditioning phase. These newcomers that are now there, we didn't know they existed, uh, appears to be uh, five or six of them. We saw some tracks of them crossing the road headed towards that trapping system. So we, uh, we're we going to take care of them too. They're next. That's you know? awesome. I mean, it's just uh, – and here's the crazy thing. What a pain in the rear end. And here's the thing. A lot of people are putting these things out. Yeah. They're putting them out because they think they're – Fun to hunt, but they don't understand oh, they breed how like destructive rabbits. they can be. Well, and they breed like rabbits. Yes. Well, I know they, they do a lot of bar hogs on these pay-to-hunt places where they castrate them, put them in, they get big. But, um, you know, still, he's still going to destroy everything you've got. Well, I think a, I think a sow can begin to have uh, piglets. Six months. Six months. Six months. And they can have they can have two litters a year. Yep. So think about that. I mean, think and, about it. You and, had five, and, and they had, can, yeah, they can have like twelve to fifteen in a in a litter. I've seen it too. Nasty. I've seen I've seen sows running around with fifteen little ones. Yeah. So if you don't if you don't get them, that's their own herd. Quick. I mean, you talk about you, you remember the old Pert commercial? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told one friend, she too told two friends, and they told two friends, and they told two friends, and all of a sudden there's like pyramid hundred people that are using Pert shampoo. Right. That's like what it is with pigs. Yeah. Anyway, let's take a break. We come back. We're going to do an LV Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Time now for the LV Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast, all the way down to Miami. And they can handle your job site, your business, and help your bottom line. Go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's gear tip, gear tip comes from Captain Kirk and on a boat. And uh, and also some of our refrigerators in our kitchen, you know, some of our appliances. They have stainless Ovens, steel. microwaves. Now, you cool use, thing was you that, use this on your boat? Yeah. Cool thing was that, uh, you know, my daughter came over one day. She said, Dad, I want to detail the boat for you. I said, Super. So I, you know, I go up to the hardware store and went over to West Marine. I got the, you know, last weekend we did the Woody Wax, mm-hmm. which is really a, a really great product. And I told her, I said, it even works for cars, by the way. Yeah. Yep. Ex- exactly. But, you know, you got a lot of stainless on the boat, mm-hmm. you know, the rub rail, the, the switches on the dashboard. And so she said, Dad, get the wipes. So I got the stainless steel wipes, the Wyman stainless steel wipes, and then I got the Wyman stainless steel cleaner and polish. You know, I, I don't know. I probably spent 
$20 on this product at the hardware store. It's a, They're about $5 a piece yeah. at, uh, at Hagen. So yeah. you bought probably a couple of them. Yeah. So I got enough to, to do the boat and more. How did, how's it do? It did great. Hmm. I mean, you know, when she got done with the boat, the boat looked brand new when she detailed it. I mean, the boat you looked know, great. You well, know, we, we have a refrigerator that has that stainless kind of facade and handle. And, oh, yeah. And when it gets prints on it, it's like, ugh. Oh, yeah. It drives you crazy. So that, does that take off the prints and everything? That'll take everything off. All right. I got to get some of those wipes. Those are handy. Yeah, they were easy to use, quick, you know. Wyman, W-E-I-M-A-N, and it comes in a gray and black container, spray can, and then the wipes in a plastic container Yeah, where you can pull them out of the top. So uh, that's the, this week's LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. Great for polishing stainless steel on your boat. And also don't forget about your kitchen appliances. You know, and if some of you are... Like James Schulte, and you got to polish your stainless steel grill. You can use that for that as well. I have a stainless steel grill, you know, and that works well. A lot longer. You do too. You you polish your stainless steel grill. Daggum right, man. You and Schulte are like man. Kate bought me this nice stainless steel grill for Father's Day this year. Father's Day combination birthday present. I got you. And she had it ordered Mm -hmm. from Lowe's, and they had it built and had it you know delivered to the house. It was nice. That's awesome. Did you use your woody wax on your deck? Um, no. If you take the woody wax. What do you mean on your deck? On your deck. On my boat. The whole deck of your boat. I don't think I'd do that. If you, Well, listen. If you do it, put it all over it, let it haze up, and then pressure wash it off. Right. It Down in the grooves of your deck, it'll help with stains. Really? Yeah, like your crab, your blood, everything. It makes it come off a lot easier. And that, when I first time I heard about it, I was like, there's no way I'm going to put woody wax on my deck and make it slick. Yeah. When you pressure wash it off, you're getting the higher stuff off. I right. can tell you, Chip, me and it's Kirk ain't grease. putting any kind of woody wax on no, the No, I'll bust my behind. <laughs> it, it's not <laughs> slick. That's Once why. you do it, it's not slick. <laughs> That's why I got we that. We had an experience with, with Mr. Bill Dance. Oh, we will no. never oh my put gosh. any kind of product on the deck where your uh, where your grip stuff is at. Oh, my gosh, man. Well, you have, did you put the uh, C-deck in yours? Yeah, I put C-deck. I've got C-deck in different spots. It's not the whole deck. But the platforms where I walk, like the, the rear platform on the bath, Pathfinder, that's all covered in C-Deck. And then I did the the fish box because that's the one step. Mm-hmm. A lot of these boats, when you get into them, they're so white, you can't see that first step. Right. And people would always walk up and, and think that was just one deck. Mm-hmm. And they'd misstep and they'd fall flat on their face. And I was like, I got to fix that. So, yeah, so you got the... So George Cox put that C-Deck on that fish box and then we put it right up there where the trolling motor is because mm-hmm. a lot of times you know we go up there on that trolling motor in the winter time it does rocks it's rough out there. yeah it's well anytime you go up there and there's a swell rolling yeah so you run up there and you have to deploy that thing so i put it up there too so it, it's working it looks good well. yeah. yeah all right uh, let's go to the phone lines let's bring up chan this morning morning chan hey good morning guys morning uh, morning i was listening to the uh web uh what's it called the recording from last weekend's show. Podcast. Yeah, the podcast. The podcast, Chan. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, heard your son call in, and he mentioned a guide friend of his at Lake James. Was he talking about Lake James, North Carolina? Yes. Cool. I was down there last weekend. Uh, I'm only about an hour from there, and they've got a hell of a tail race coming out of there into the Catawba River, but I would like to find a guide there. If you could get that information from Dylan and uh, – I'd love to know the guy's name and number. Kirk's got my, my phone number. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I just uh, got the text. 
he's uh, he's he's in Honduras and he doesn't get back until next weekend. So I'll ask him. Yeah, ask him about that. And Kurt, if you could, Kurt, if you could text that to me. I'd like to get a hold of a guy yeah, down there. Yeah, I'll have Jeff pass it to me and I'll shoot it to you. Hey, uh, yeah. weather up there looks beautiful, by the way. Yeah, it was uh, as you saw from that photograph. It was in the fifties this morning. Well, it still is, I guess. Uh, so yeah, it's nice. It's going to get up to about eighty though, so it's going to jump up pretty quick today. But eighty is still nice when the humidity is relatively low. Oh, I would love and, a morning like you're experiencing <laughs> right now. Carl, are you kidding oh, yeah. me? It's been so hot around here. I know. Yeah, I, I saw two bucks in velvet yesterday, a six point and a three point. Did uh, you really? That's pretty. Yeah, they. Uh, this place around here, I don't think anybody's hunting this general area. And so uh, the deer don't even seem to really be afraid of people very much. So there's some, I've seen some fabulous deer right here in this area. Wow. I think they're dying old age, actually. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, you could fix that, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was telling my buddy, I said, with a bow, we could quietly take care of this situation. Uh, so, uh, Chip, are the tarpons still around? I'm going to be in town in about two weeks, and I might want to make a run. Yes, sir, they are. They're thick. Uh, yeah, they are. They really are thick, Chan. Yeah, I'm going to be available uh, Thursday the 17th and Friday the 18th. If you or Scott or Kevin end up with an opening, uh, y'all give me a shout and I'll uh, I'll fill a spot because I'm sure you're probably booked up now. But if something falls, I through, think I, I have I think I have one of those two days open. I'll give him your phone number uh, and y'all can hook up after the show. Yeah, I appreciate it, Kurt. Do that, Chip. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Okay, Chan. Right. Appreciate it, buddy. Hey, man. All right, uh, do we have the music ready? Because when you're a Hall of Famer, you have your own music. Yeah, yeah. What in the wide world of sports is going on there? Morning, Top Gun. Morning, morning. Captain Chip, welcome to the big show. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. And I want to tell you guys, uh, say happy birthday to Amy Tim's wife. Oh, today's her birthday. birthday. Happy Amy birthday Carney. to Amy Tim's ha- wife. Happy, yeah, birthday, happy birthday, Amy. That's birthday. great. I hope she she's, she is a phenomenal cook. Cook, phenomenal, she is phenomenal, yes. and a and a good girl. She's, she's a great a person. Girl. Yep. Happy yeah. happy twenty fifth. Yep. Tim out kicked his coverage on that deal for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway, you know, I called this the big show because uh, last week, uh, lo and behold. E called the show. I couldn't believe it. He did. Yeah, E. The famous E.T. Called the show. I know. Yes, and said it was his favorite show. How about that? Hmm. I mean, what other show in the country, in the free world, for that matter? We have that reach. can, Can you hear about the sexual habits of turtles one week and the next week pigs? I mean, it's phenomenal. Only you. Only you. Hey, I did a a little research on the Mexican Navy that y'all talked about. Oh, really? They got a, yeah, they got a uh, 25-foot aluminum John boat with a uh, 40-horse Johnson on the back, and the center console is a doghouse, and up-mounted on the bow is a 30-caliber potato gun. (laughs) How about that? Oh, oh, just goodness. thought you just thought you'd be interested in I t- that. I take it you don't like their navy then. I didn't even know they had a navy. Neither did I. I didn't yeah, know. they got a bunch of drug lords, but I don't think they have boats. 
Got submarines. Anyway, yeah. Good luck to all the kingfishers and kingfisher women uh, in the tournament today. Yeah, I think you covered that pretty well. Somebody's going to win that boat. Uh, Tim said the boat rate was packed down there. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody coming down my street, though. That kind of surprised me. Looking, you know, for a parking place. Right. Yeah, I figured they'd be parked all the way down to the Coast Guard base. Yeah, I know. I don't see that. And plus, it rained out here a while ago. Oh, did it really? Yeah, for about 20 minutes. Yeah. it's a little, I mean, there's not a whole lot on the radar, but there's just a little right. bit here and there. Right. There was a speck, and it came right over Mayport. Yep. I said, oh, that's lovely. But anyway, uh, uh, this joke is a clean joke. That's good. And, and uh, you know, we we, we don't want any more this, of those funky jokes, folks. Yeah, we keep getting this emphasis on clean jokes, but the only problem is they're not as funny. So uh, that, that, that's, that's perspective. I disagree, with that. I disagree with that too. I agree with Jeff on that one. I, I think well, there's a lot of good well, jokes out there. It can be clean. Yeah, not as many. Okay, trust me. Yeah, well, uh, you're talking to the joke guy here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, get a better book. Any, <laughs> Go to the <anyway>, library. <laughs> it's not all books. I have connections in Vegas, so you oh, know, boy. calm down a little bit. Okay. Oh, but careful. Anyway, now. anyway, this blonde. And her girlfriend decides to go to Europe for vacation. And um, so they get there and everything. And the blonde's friend says, uh, why don't we take this three-hour train ride to Paris? That'll be fun. Blonde says, okay. So they get their tickets and they get on the train. The train's going down the tracks. And so this guy comes walking down the aisle with a uh, basket of bananas. And he says, would y'all like some fruit? And they said, yeah. So he says, they're fresh. So they each grab a banana and they're they're going along and they've been, you know, on the train for a little while. And the blonde takes and peels her banana and takes a bite out of it. And just as she does, the train goes through a tunnel, a long tunnel. So finally comes out the other side and she looks over at her girlfriend and she says, uh, yeah, she's peeling her banana. She says, I don't think I'd eat that banana. If I was you, I think there's something wrong with them. And her friend says, well, what do you mean? And the blonde said, well, I took a bite out of mine and went blind for three minutes. FBS, baby! <laughs> I was worried. <laughs> so was uh, I. I was too, man. So was I. <laughs> uh, that was funny, though. I was about, Chris, get your finger <laughs> yeah. on the dump. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was eyeing it up. Okay, yeah. and uh, that one was good. I like that Top Gun. It's clean. Yep, okay. I like that. Very All good. Right. Good Good job. Yep. yep. All right, uh, hey, don't forget here, coming up after this next break, we're going to have uh, Mr. Uh, captain Aaron Stasiak, the qualified captain. If you haven't followed the qualified captain on Instagram, check it out between now and then because you'll get a better understanding of what we're talking about. But now, in the meantime, let's go to Mr. Chris Stevenson's boat out there on the water. He is uh, fishing the Kingfish Tournament today. Morning, Chris. Good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Uh, doing doing all right. Ocean's beautiful. Got a well full of bait, and we're dragging. Any any bites yet? Nothing yet, nothing yet. I, I've talked to Brian Lesage. Um, he's a little south of us. He said he he hadn't seen anything either. 
Okay. Um, haven't talked to anybody that's that's really uh really on fire yet. So how deep are you fishing? We are thirty nine feet, Kurt. Go shallower. Squeeze it in a little bit. Squeeze it. Yeah, well, we're we're coming back from twenty twenty six. So okay. Yeah. Well, okay. You're yeah. in the zone then. Well, yeah. Mullethead called and said they had five. Holy smokes! Well, I should have stopped. I went by him about twenty minutes ago. I should have stopped. Yeah. Well, you can always move. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did that. I did that the first tournament. We're gonna we're gonna spend a few hours here. Just yeah. saying. We're done. I got Lucy on the wheel, and she put us on the fish last year. So I got. Uh, we're right. just waiting for it to happen. All right. Well, keep tell, good luck for you guys. And if you get something, real quick though, uh, bait. No problem getting bait for you guys this morning. Yeah, we we uh, we. I got some information and and tried it. Went to two different areas, and then uh, bad actually wear finger. Yeah. Well, no, not bad. It's just it didn't come up till after. You know, you get antsy. Yeah. Start pulling you on your hair and scratching on your head, and mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. and and you get nervous and start moving around. And generally, if you stay where you started, you it'll come up. Yeah. And we didn't stay where we started. We started running north and then south, and then we got it. We got a good good well full of nice bait. Good. Uh, got my got Chris Molders on the on the bow jigging up greenies for me, so we're in good shape. All right. Well, good luck. If you get one, call us, and uh, yes, sir. And you might want to go figure out where Mullethead's at. Yeah. Seeing Roger. Seeing right. Roger. I'll give him a call when we get off here. All right. Thank you, Chris. Hey, hey yes, Chris. Sir. Chris, we didn't tell you nothing. Yes, sir. Yeah, we, you didn't hear that. Well, from he us. said it on the radio. <laughs> he, you didn't hear it. From Mullethead us. said it on the radio. Yeah. Said they had five. Yeah, so, but we didn't know. tell him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, See, he, you, you tell him you heard he, it on he the radio. Tell him you heard he's it on the radio. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll it do isn't it. a lie. It's not a lie. <laughs> Thank oh. you, Chris. <laughs> yes, sir. Stand All right, by. brother. Good All luck. Right, let's take a break. Uh, now, by the way, that's uh, today the North Florida King of the Beach is going on today, and uh, we're going to be talking to some different captains throughout the morning here to find out how they're doing. And when we come back, though, we're going to talk to Captain Aaron Stasiak, the qualified captain himself from Instagram fame. Over a million followers now, Chris? I mean, isn't that right? Somewhere in that? That is, yeah. Wow. Yeah. million plus. We're going to talk to Aaron, uh, and we can talk to you as well, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Just a, a quick announcement here. This comes from uh, U.S. Coast Guard Southeast. This was about uh, 11 hours ago. A 25-year-old St. Augustine boater is missing. The U.S. Coast Guard is searching for a Charles Gregory, who was last seen Thursday leaving the lighthouse boat ramp, which is right down there in St. Augustine. He was in a 12-foot John boat. Anybody with information on his whereabouts is asked to call the Coast Guard 904-714-7561, and we'll see if we can provide a link uh, for this up on our Facebook page so that uh, that information can get out. That's from the U.S. Coast Guard Station Mayport. And uh, uh, very unfortunate. Though. So if anybody sees a 12-foot John boat that is boating in the St. Augustine area, that could be the young man that they're searching for. So please contact the Coast Guard if you have any information. You see a, a John boat that's abandoned, uh, just, again, call the Coast Guard. 
All right, welcome back, and uh, we have a very special guest joining us via the phone line. It's Captain Aaron Stasiak of the, uh, I guess, the fame of the qualified captain. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning. How you doing, man? Appreciate hey. you all having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, you got three of us in here. You got me, Jeff, Captain Kirk Waltz, and Captain Chip Wingo. And Good morning. Yeah, don't mind me. <laughs> and Chris, <laughs> yeah. who you already right. talked to. Well, you already, know Chris. Yeah, yeah. You already that's, that's fine. Chris, you know? No, yeah. I'll just sit back here pushing buttons and sliding things that's around. That's right. Yeah, that's you fine. just mash the now, now you guys are all in the clear. You'll never end up on the page. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Aaron, you know, this. when I happened to, to meet you down at the ICAST, uh, I had a great conversation with you, and, and uh, I want everybody to kind of get to know who you are and how this whole thing started with the qualified captain. First off, tell people, you know, who you are or where you come from. Yeah, man. Um, I lived – I was originally from um, South New Jersey, kind of just outside the Long Beach Island area. Um, always grew up on the water and, uh, I moved down to Wilmington, North Carolina to go to school. And uh, I went to the Cape Fear, um, the community college here. They got a marine technology program, which is awesome. They got a 185 foot research vessel that they allow their, um, their students go out on every semester for about a week. So you get a lot of sea time. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, man, I, uh, I got a job here at a marina. Um, next thing you know, I ended up working there for about 10 years. And then I was part-time with CETO locally here, CETO Rachel Beach. And, man, we just saw so much crazy stuff on the water. And, like, it was a total joke. I was, you know, like, let's, you know, there's no page like this out on social media. Let's do it as, you know, maybe just to make some people laugh. And next thing you know, man, with all the content that we got and the stuff that we saw on the water, it was, you know, <laughs> we would send pictures and videos to our friends on our group chat and, you know, all for a laugh, and then it would go up live on the page. Then next thing you know, you got 10,000 followers, and then we hit 50, and then 100, and now... Uh, You're over a million, right? Yeah, a million now, and uh, <laughs> it's crazy, man. I mean, like I said, I, there was no intention to do this. Um, I left my job here at the Marina two years ago, and uh, that's when I was like, all right, you know, let's give it a shot, man. And um, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of taken off well. And also, too, you know, there was at some point I realized it was like we got to kind of give back a little bit and um, utilize this platform to show people, hey, look, this is what not to do. You know, don't be that guy that's on the water. Um, and with that being said, man, I've gotten so many good emails and messages from people saying, you know, hey, new boat owner, just we'll start, you know, follow your page and tell you what, man, I never thought some of this stuff could happen. So, you know, we thank you. And so that's that's kind of. Kind of the mission we're on now, man, is just to kind of raise awareness and, but also, you know, keep the people engaged, especially the young kids that are just starting to get boats now. Um, right. You know, they almost look up to me in a way. So. Well, and it's it's so different. I mean, look, when you get a driver's license for a car, okay, yeah. you got to have a driver's license for a car. Well, and you're <laughs> yeah. tra- and you're trained for it. Now. Right, and there's really nothing that is the, I guess, the equivalent that as far as a requirement goes to operating a boat, which right. is. Yeah. You know, and there are yeah. rules of the waterway that uh, need to be understood, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't quite understand that. And there are classes, and it's a little bit of a shame that we don't have some type of requirement or training that's you know that's is needed to have before you can operate a vessel. But that's just the way it is. So you, yeah, you kind of and adapt and adjust. Yeah, and there's serious consequences, man. I mean, I've we've all made the mistakes. We've all been there, um, and it's some of the mistakes I see though are totally preventable. Um, uh, this month, last month of July is so bad, man, with all the deaths on the water, it's been crazy. 
Um, so yeah, I, yeah, it, I think it's one of the only things uh, that that operates with a motor that you don't need any hands-on, you know, training. Which which, which is, is just totally crazy. Yeah. So when you, when you your name is Captain Aaron Stasiak, okay, Captain. When you got your captain's license, what was the the original intention of getting that captain's license? Well, so I, that was when I was just got out of school. I was working at um, this mar- local marina here, and um, you know I had the hours, I had the sea time, and then a lot of um, some of the local boat owners here were looking for you know delivery captains and stuff like that, and uh, so I said, you know what, I got to go do this. I got to go knock it out. So I did it. Um, got my fifty ton masters, and I got the towing endorsement with that. So with that being said. Um, I, I wanted to make a little bit extra money on the side and I would do night shifts with Cito and on the weekends. And, um, I'll tell you what, I learned a lot with Cito. It was, um, a, bit. a great experience. So, uh, you got put into some situations that, you know, we, we, the Cito locally here, at least in Riceville beach, we patrol. So we were out there, you know, 12 hours a day on the water and, uh, Usually, if there's some kind of situation going on, you know, nine times out of ten, we're usually the first ones on the scene. So you you would see some interesting stuff. I bet. So with so. Uh, the one thing I think that's that's always interesting is the evolution of, of an idea. And so the qualified captain originally starts as text with buddies and things of that nature. Yeah. How did you come up with the name qualified captain? <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay, so... There's an Instagram page that was pretty popular. It's called uh, Kook of the Day. Are you guys familiar with that? It's called no. what again? No. Kook of the Day? Kook, Kook, Kook of, of the, the Day. day. Yeah. Like it's K-O-O-K? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. basically like a humorous page, you know, like kind of calling out your typical surfer or, you know, beach goer who oh, yeah. goes out and just looks like an idiot or makes a mess, you know, on the beach, trashes the beach. Well, anyways, so we were thinking about naming it like, Boater of the day or captain of the day. I'm like, ah, we can't do that. It's got to be something different. Um, so yeah, just to, to be make it funny is like, okay, well, the qualified captain of the day. Like, are you qualified to run this boat? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, so. I mean, it's a great name, and it's it's uh, it's very fitting. And so, how long ago did the Instagram page go live? So we started officially. It's funny you say that because I was looking back the other day. We started in 2016, and it um it slowly you know made its way. And then I remember the day we hit 10,000 followers. I was like, wow, okay, there might be something here, you know. And um, next thing you know, people start submitting all this stuff. Like, and then famous players, uh, like our athletes, like uh, Brian Urlacher is a big fan of Kelly Slater. They start sending me messages, and I'm uh, I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm messaging like you know pretty famous people. It's awesome. And then, uh, and then, yeah. Once, once we hit 500, I was like, you know, this is this is a, I mean, we got a pretty well known brand now. So let's take it to the next level. And then we started uh, selling pretty decent merch, and now we've got um, accounts up and down the Northeast here that sell our gear. So it's been fun, man. It's a big uh, learning experience. I never thought I'd be doing this at all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, I thought I'd be running boats forever. It, it's wild how. A social media page, an Instagram account, can all of a sudden turn into merchandise, which you guys have an online store. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, I believe it was, uh, one of our main sponsors, uh, Hagen Ace Hardware and Hagen Coastal Outfitters, just signed a contract to carry your 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 uh, y'all stuff here in our area. 
Yeah, yeah, man. And we're super stoked about that. Yeah, um, and we're expanding out, especially down in Florida, man. We, I'd, I'd say about more than 60% of our followers are probably from Florida. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're really well known down there. We love going to the boat shows and everything down there. It's, uh, it's always a good time. Out of, and when I met you at the iCast, and when you first started this thing, you were taking the videos, your friends were taking the videos, and then you start this page. And because I asked you the question down there, I said, Hey, Aaron, how do you get the videos? And yeah, <laughs> you hold your phone up and you go to your Instagram account <laughs> and you go to your messages on your Instagram account. And you showed me the number of messages that were in your inbox. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of the, you know, that's, that's my job. I, I go through that. On, I, I mean, I can't stand being on my phone, but it's part of the game, you know? <laughs> so I, go through all those messages and try to find the good one. And, but also too, you know, we want to get a little backstory on what the situation is because there's a lot of times I get people submit videos and the people that are submitting it, maybe don't really quite understand what could have been the, you know, it could have been mechanical failure. It could have been a health issue. You never know. So we try to really look into the details and get it all dialed in before we, you know, share the story or share what happened. Um, I'd say nine times out of ten, alcohol is involved. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's very telling. And, 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 and I'm glad you brought that up because there's numerous times that we have people on our show here that are from different agencies, whether it be the uh, Coast Guard, yeah. whether it be the FWC, uh, uh, which is the FWC down here. Yeah. Aaron is uh, Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission. Uh, yeah, we or, have great relationships with all these people. Yeah, so we have these guys on, and, and when they have a program or they feel the need, and we have them on to talk about that, and that's one of the first things that they say is that alcohol is always or typically one of the main factors for yeah. things that go wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, you know, as this next generation come, gets older and uh, they, they, they see what's going on on our page, and it puts the pressure on them like that, you know, they don't want to end up on there. And I mean, so, so it kind of keeps you on your toes, if that makes sense. And like, sure, I don't know. I, well, our main goal, though, is to show these people like it's just it's not really different than driving a car. I mean, we can all go out there, and have a good time. It's just, you know, whoever's running the boat, man, you're you're everybody's lives. Is that, you know, you're they're on your shoulders. Um, That's right. And and you got to make sure that the ultimate goal of the captain is to, you know, go out and get make sure everybody gets home safe. So, um, yeah, we're, we've working with a couple, we worked with ride, drive, drive, drive. I don't know if you, they're from Florida, it's a good nonprofit to help, um, promote, uh, drinking and, and, and boating and running the boat. And, uh, another really cool thing we just started, um, to try and testing out is there's a non-athletic, uh, a non-alcoholic beer called, um, non-athletic brewing or athletic brewing company. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Well, anyways, they, um, they got a great tasting non-alcoholic IPA. I mean, it is delicious. And uh, the other day, well, we took it out in the water, and I was just like, you know, it's pretty cool. I, I mean, I could be, I could be running the, you know, uh, a job and drinking this as, you know, but it's non-alcoholic. It's totally legal, you know. Right. So I, I don't know. I think it's a great alternative. I hope people give it a shot this, you know, the rest of this year. And going into spring '24, we got a lot of big ideas coming up. Um, definitely going to start helping out the Coast Guard a little bit and fish and wildlife because you know everybody's following our page if there's no message we need to get out we got you know we have the platform to do it 
That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, one of the uh, things that I saw, and, you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I happened to see a, a post that you guys had, uh, that your page had, and it was about uh, the kill switch. And yeah. you could buy a kill switch from your shop, online shop. Tell us about that. And because I, I think as part of your mission and how you're talking about partnering with some some government branches that are helping with the, or that do the law enforcement part of it and also yeah. making people aware of how to be safe, et cetera. I mean, what you're doing with this, I think, is great. Yeah, well, so uh, they put that law in effect, I think, two years ago now. I think it's any vessel um, 26 feet or under, you legally have to wear the kill switch. And um, so, you know, we we got out of the U.S. Coast Guard approved universal key, uh, kill switches lanyard. And, you know, I, I don't know why. It's so simple just to put on. Um, maybe some of the younger kids don't feel like it's necessary. But when they, like I said, when they see ambassadors like, I don't know, famous fishermen or, or me preach about it, um, I don't know. I think they'll, they'll start to pick up like, okay, hey, this is no joke. Like these boats, it happens. People fall overboard, you know? Yep. Um, how about that one I shared the other day of the uh, runaway vessel? I think that's the video you're talking about with the um, that was crazy. The officer yeah. jumped on board. That was crazy. Yeah, they got inside the circle motion of the boat and jumped in. And and running 40 plus knots. That's, yeah, that's rolling. insane. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then there's also, I like the Fell Marine one. Have you guys seen that? It's like a, a fob now you can put on your wrist and um, it, it connects to your Mercury motor. I think it, it might work with Yamaha too, but I know Mercury's got it dialed in. And basically, you know, if your boat's running and let's say you get off the dock to go do whatever, it, it'll shut your boat off. So if you fall over, it, it, it automatically goes off. It's like a, like a Bluetooth thing, right? Yeah, it, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, yep. And then it, um, it's pretty cool. So that's and it's Coast Guard certified and all that. So um, I, I'm a big fan of Felmarine. We're actually putting it on my boat now. So yeah, um, looking forward to using that. All right. Well, hey, hey Aaron, uh, want to take a break here real quick and then uh, come back yeah. and, and talk about some of the merch that you're going to have come in available, uh, folks. Uh, captain Aaron Stasiak, the qualified captain of Instagram fame. Uh, we'll be talking to him and more right after this, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Outdoor Show. Jeff Logman, Captain Kirk Waltz, Captain Chip Wingo. And Chip, you uh, brought something up during the commercial break. We got uh, Captain Aaron Stasiak of the Qualified Captain here on the show. And, uh, and Chip, you were talking about you love the, the tip of the week. The tip of the week, yeah. yeah. How long did you guys start doing that, Aaron? That's, I'm glad you said that, man. We, um, we just started doing that about four weeks ago now, maybe five. This might have been our fifth week. Um, somebody brought the idea up and I was like, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. So we started, um, every Friday, you know, we'll provide a little tip to everybody. Um, you know, I started out with one and then, uh, I asked, you know, our followers, I said, Hey, local captains, whoever it may be, submit a quality, submit a tip. You might know, um, whether it's just basic advice or maybe a new product that's out to help make your day you know, a little bit easier on the water or better. And I mean, it could be anything fishing related, whatever. Um, and we got some good feedback from it, man. Uh, we're going to, you know, I've, I've actually, I'm booked now for the next like four weeks. So every Friday and I've got videos being submitted in and I think it's a great idea, I, especially before the busy holiday weekends. It's another reminder, like, you know, Hey people, 
you know, <laughs> don't stop bow riding or, or whatever it may be, or here's a little trick that you might not have known. So it's well, been good. And the best part is, is that it can be a, you can have a sponsor for it. Which, you know, yeah, hey, look, yeah. we, we understand that, too. I mean, oh, look, yeah. they got to have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, hey, I'll tell you what, man. If you guys have, if you guys ever want to submit one, let me know. We'll get you going. Uh, would, would definitely do that. One of the things I think that is crazy to watch, can it, and this is something that is pretty consistent on your page, is that how many people will be doing this stupid thing of sitting on the bow and not yeah. understanding that if you fall off, you're gonna get run the over. boat's going to run over you. Stop oh, yeah. riding on the very front of the boat. Well, it always yeah, kills yeah, me yeah, when you see small children yes. on, on that really weak-looking piece of rail riding on, on the, the front of the boat. Yeah. You know? oh. yeah, I, I mean, it's I get, I get it every single day. Um, and, I, and I've showed this with the consequences that happened. If something, you know, there was... There's been, like I said, there's July was so bad with the number of deaths. I don't know if bow riding was related, but they, most of the time it's prop laceration. So I don't know. Yeah, like you said, stay off the bow. I mean, there, nobody's out there enforcing it. So at least what we can do is just show people. I mean, I always say, hey, would you throw your kid on the hood of your car and drive around? <laughs> you know? Exactly. That's a good point. I mean, you're absolutely exactly. right. Exactly. It's exactly. common yeah. sense. And but, then, you know, then, common yeah. sense ain't common anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So. I don't know, man. It's it's a, actually it's a pretty big problem. Some states enforce it, or lakes, but um, you know, I mean, I don't know. At least here I, in North Carolina, I've never seen really anybody talk about it being a law. It's 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 your decision, I guess, at that point. Yeah, I guess uh, stupidity can't be governed. Uh, but no, and, yeah, and part of that, part that's of, a damn truth. <laughs> Dang, Jeff, that's huge, buddy. And here, and you also yeah. find people that will be. You know, let's say you got a boat and they got stuck at low tide or uh, and they're trying to get it off a sandbar and they're pushing it and they got people in the back of the boat pushing the boat with the guy in the boat with the motor running and the prop engaged yep. and, the, and the prop is inches from the guy pushing a boat or somebody sitting on the swim platform uh, on the back of the boat. I just, it's like juggling do, a do chainsaw. Do people not understand <laughs> that propellers can be some of the most intense meat grinders that there is? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's stupidity, first of all, but it's also, too, a lack of education. I mean, you really I, – I think in some states, at least maybe here, I think if you're over the age of 27 or whatever, you, you don't need any kind of – Boating safety certificate, or nothing. You could just get on the boat and go. No, you're you know? right. I mean, look at the boat rental industry. It's a mess. I've advocated that over this radio show for years that we really need that. I mean, it's hard to believe when you watch things. And, and I've spent 26 years of my life as a career charter boat captain. And mm-hmm. the things that I see, it just amazes me. Huh. You, first of all, you, you question yourself why are you doing that? Are you, yeah. are you just not thinking? I mean, in the, yeah. it's it's amazing. There's, there's a sign. there's like I, I call it too. Some of the things is boating etiquette. You know. Um, yeah, like, that's know, another one. Know where you are right now. You're you, you know you're in a no wake zone, or why are you tubing your child in a big shipping channel? You know. Oh <laughs> right. yeah, right. yeah. Doing donuts so, out there in front of you yeah, know six hundred foot freighters. It, ha- it happens, and it, it, it's but it's it's always fun to watch the progression of what the power of social media has nowadays. Absolutely. And with yeah. Instagram and, and Facebook and your reach, I mean, you're over a million followers now. You're expanding things. You're, you know, you've got the tip of the week now. 
which you've got a sponsor for that. You've got apparel. Now tell us about some of the apparel that you have or will be having. Yeah, man. So we um, we really stepped it up for the past two years of, uh, you know, at first it was just a T-shirt and a hat. But now we're making some killer performance shirts. Um, not so much that polyester material. I mean, everybody loves that, but we switched over to like a polyester um, cotton wool blend almost. Kind of like, you know, that company, uh, Free Fly. That's the shirt you want to wear. Uh, all the time. Aaron, I've got, I think, about 12 of them and was talking about them a couple weeks ago on this show. That uh, That fabric's incredible. That that fabric's taken over. It, it dries faster. It uh, it's it, it it doesn't hold an odor. Uh, so yeah, we we dialed in. We're switching over to that completely. And then we got some really cool uh, for next spring. Some uh, you know, casual and and funny button down shirts that are going to be you know they're they're pretty cool. And then uh, and then stay tuned for a really really cool uh, Christmas sweater. <laughs> oh yeah. So, yeah, man. No, we we, we well, love wait, it. Wait a minute. Will it compete for the ugly Christmas sweater? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's our goal there. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been fun. My um my family works. My sister is our graphic designer, and she manages all of our wholesale. And then my mom, she helps with all the books and all that stuff. So it's a little family business. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, Aaron, we yeah. we appreciate you coming on. And if and if you ever get down North Florida way, just give. Give me a holler, man. Yeah, if you get bored, yeah. we can come sit in the studio with us on Saturday morning. Yeah, you morning. come in and, and <laughs> oh, tell I some stories. I'll, I'll, I'll be at the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show. So, well, if you uh, we're in Jacksonville, North Florida, so if you're driving down and you want to stop in, just give us a holler. Absolutely, man. I know. I appreciate y'all having me on. All right, thank you, Aaron. Yep, y'all have a good one. Yep, have Folks, a great day, uh, Captain Aaron Stasiak. Qualified captain on Instagram. If you haven't followed it, folks, do yourself a favor and follow it. It's uh, it's funny. It's scary. Oh yeah. It's baffling. It it's, really is. You'll find it's educational it for an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just back back uh, in it. Back I mean, absolutely. I mean, Ingvall said it. Bill Ingvall. Here's, Here's your sign. sign. <laughs> you know. Here's your sign. Oh man. Oh. Anyway, the. Uh, one of the one of the craziest videos I've ever seen, and him and I were talking about this when we were down at the iCast, and that this year for some reason, the the new thing to do was to jump out of a boat going like 30, 40 oh, miles an hour. That ship just showed me one. It made me sick with watching the John it. boat. You see the one with the John boat? Yeah, any kind runs of boat. Right runs right over the kid. Yeah, I mean, the guy jumps off of the bow, Forward like in front of the yeah. boat instead of like side off the side or off the back. There must have been alcohol You're involved like, in that. What are you doing? Yeah, oh. I mean, are you that stupid? I mean, and and then when he when Aaron talked about the number of deaths that have happened this year, that's been one of the biggest reasons why the rise of deaths and boating has happened this year. This year is because of people doing that stupid thing of jumping out of a moving boat. Yeah, that I doesn't mean, make sense. Dumb. It's just. I can tell you, okay, from from experience, and this was not intentional. Back when I tried to figure out how to barefoot water ski, and then all of a sudden the foot would dig in, mm-hmm. and you're going like forty, okay, and then you're hitting the water, you'll break a limb. It's like hitting concrete. Oh yeah, at forty miles an hour, it is not pee. fun. You'll skip, and if you try <laughs> to dive in, like go head first or feet neck. first, you will break your back, yeah, or your neck, yeah, because. You're not diving in at 40. You may get in just a little bit, but then the rest of your body's going to want to keep going. So anyway, yeah. all right, let's go to the phone lines. Captain Kevin Favor is uh, on the line. Morning. 
morning, boys. Everybody morning. doing good? Doing good. How about you? Um, we yeah, well, it's uh, we're fishing. We got plenty of bait and mullet, and ribbon fish. Uh oh, uh oh. First, first, first. But is great. First, first bait out, man. The downrigger goes off with a big ribbon fish. We're like, oh, here we go, <laughs> and a beast of a tarpon. <laughs> breaks the water i'm like oh man oh Seriously? boy all right so, so wait a minute here's the question what did no. you do oh jeff this i'm telling you this is 120 130 pound fish it would have been two hours on this tackle oh, we broke it off yeah oh okay i got you <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah this wasn't like a 40 pounder i mean i'm i'm talking she didn't even jump she did the belly flop you know <laughs> i was like oh god oh but no, that's the only the only bite that we've had. Um, really? It's, uh, it, and, and yeah, just listening to to everybody else, they either it's just been slow. You know, there seems to be a. I tell you what, they bit good for the, me yesterday when the tide started to push at noon. Yeah, when that pretty and, and, water came in, Kevin, they yeah, lit up. You're right. Beach fishing, low tide sucks. It does. You, know? you got to wait it, for the water. It, it, you got to wait for the water. So yeah, yep, yep. So we're eating some Fritos and some dip, and we're waiting it out for yeah. sure. All right, so uh, who is in charge of what on the boat today? <laughs> That's easy. Okay, so, so so Brother brother Dave was um, in charge of the adult beverages. Okay. He very good. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. And he then, pa- and he then, got a passing uh, grade? He t- totally got a passing grade. Okay. Yep, a a yep, plus yep, for Brother yep. Dave. And, yep, and then and then James was in charge of, uh, of, of some tackle and ice. Um, and he did. He did. He did very good on that. Very yeah, good. What, what are you going to give him? A B plus, maybe? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah. B plus. Yeah. B plus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, uh, my job was to have Rod's rigged and ready to go this morning, and um, I give myself an A plus. <laughs> well, <laughs> because you can. <laughs> well, and you and you brought the boat. Yeah. Right. The most That's important. Right. The most That's important exactly thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's all it's all good. The uh, uh, ocean's beautiful. Um, it's just a matter of putting it. It, it seems like it's just going to be one of those days. You you uh, you better take advantage of one to three bites. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Just this is a day that Logman would love to be on. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you this: if you uh, you know, you got good music, got some good drinks, got some yep. good food, it makes it easier yep. to pass the time. It, and, it does. And if you got good shade, you know, yeah, well, you did, the tee top on this boat's huge. So yeah. It, it, we yeah. do, we do. But it was it was so funny, Jeff. As 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 soon as I sat down this morning, um, you know, we're putting out baits, and, I, and my my phone goes ding, and I'm like, who the heck? you know? I mean, I'm trying to get baits out. You know, it's seven fifteen, and and uh, Fred Miles, he's like, you're in my spot. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny guy, uh, funny so, guy. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, the yeah. Uh, I, I think the counts what uh, six six eighty two. Yeah, right? and, and congratulations uh, to, to to Lewis uh, and and the guys, King of the Beach and stuff. Uh, the uh, um, captain's meeting was great. It was hot as hell, but mm-hmm. it was it was cool going to front runner and, and and seeing the boats. And then uh, uh, Ring Power had their front runner with the new Cox diesel outboard there. So I, I spent some time with those guys, and, and yeah, they, they they did a great job. I'll tell you, brother, there was a lot of people. Whew. It was a it was it was crazy. They, yeah, they, I heard they there was close to about eight eight or nine hundred folks there. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely, Kirk, for for sure. Wow, that's huge yeah, for, it like, for it a looked, It looked like an outdoor show Christmas party. Hmm. Wow. Well, and, it, and it's yeah. cool that, uh, look, uh, they're doing a lot of good with this tournament. Yeah, you know, that's with, right. With Mason's Voice, where they're, where they're raising money for a great cause, and that's something that I think is obviously near and dear to Bailey and Lewis's heart. And, yep. uh, and their tournament has gotten great support. The prize structure is fantastic. The boundaries are amazing, and yep. uh, that's the reason why that the the tournaments that there's two of them, the Kingfish Shootout, and then obviously this tournament are the two most popular Kingfish tournaments that there are. Yep, old school. Or excuse Not me, the old out. school Kingfish well, Shootout. I think people yep. are into this leveling the playing field, Kevin, and being able to I just agree, fish sir. the beach. You know, that's I. You know, I, I've I've actually had a uh, conversation. With some of the guys were like we, you know, they 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 don't like this, you know. They're they're like this. This just brings too much luck into it. I'm like, but that's fun. Well, <laughs> there's skill in that I luck mean, too, Kevin. You know that. Yeah, that's right, buddy. There there absolutely is. Hey, I do have to send out one shout out because I thought this was really cool. Um, Kurt, do you remember <laughs> the day we were fishing the special spot and you threw all your bait out? Oh, I remember it so well. It's ingrained <laughs> in the back of my mind, and then the cameraman goes. Hey, Mike goes, hey, there's a sailfish. And Kevin goes, yeah. there's a sailfish. And I'm going, oh, my God. And you didn't have any bait. <laughs> didn't have a single no, bait in the boat. And, and, and being as nice as I was, Jeff, I said, it's okay, Kirk. I'll catch it. Yep. <laughs> and, and I had, I had uh, Bill and Brad Parker on the boat, and I fished with them on Wednesday. And Did we you talked really? about that. That yeah, is so funny. It was so, it was so funny, but, but uh, Brad had chartered me for his dad's birthday. And I thought, man, what a great gift to give your dad. You yeah, know, that's cool. A charter with any of us. Is, God, that was uh, a long time ago. That was 15 years ago. Yeah, buddy, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Huh. Yep, yep, yep. yep that's but what, nobody yep. fished the special spot. But, <laughs> but you then. and I. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> me no and one. him. Yeah, that was it. That was it. We'd that go down it. there and, for, I mean, we'd fish it five days in a row and never see another boat. Yep, Absolutely. Never see another boat. All right, so yep, today but, today's game plan, um, what kind of baits are you trolling? Did you have any problem getting bait? And uh, yeah. are you at your spot uh, where so, you were at the last so, time? So there's, yes, we are um, acres and acres and acres of togies. I mean, and it's been that way in St. Augustine all summer. All, all summer is just, you know, I, I throw the net two times, fill up both live wells and, and, and go. Uh, we caught some mullet at the inlet this morning, which was very easy. Had to, you know, low tide was at six, and then we got ribbon fish. I mean, so we, you know, we got all the baits. That's sweet. Just a matter of, yeah. of finding the fish. Yeah, the uh, the the pogies have gotten substantially larger in the last few weeks too. Oh, oh my gosh! Big old flip Dude, flops, I, I was man. throwing some out the other day at at, at, uh, at Comanche because I have a I have a uh, a tarpon. I have I have a pet that I feed at Comanche Cove now, which is the coolest damn thing. And, and I was throwing these pogies out. And somebody asked me, they said, are those blue runners? I mean, that's, that's, that's what they look like. Yeah, that's yeah, big. they're huge. They're huge. I'll tell you yeah. what's going to be good for these pogies. I know we got to go to a break real quick. Yep. This next big moon, we got a blue moon coming up at the end of this month. Those bull reds are going to come charging in that inlet to spawn, uh, that, and they're going to that, eat that, the crap that. out of these big pogies. That, that that's going to be great. Hey, I know you guys need to go. Uh, totally enjoyed listening to the qualified captain. That was that was a great segment and uh, Top Gun. Like I give you a B plus on your yeah. Job. There you that go, was Gary. a good one. There you yep. go. And, and by the way, I was trying to push the button too, 
Yeah, boy, we gotta stop that. Yeah, that's yeah, gotta, yeah. That's gotta stop. Yeah, we're, we're having a rule from now on. You're gonna get banned for a, a couple weeks if you have a joke that's like dirty. Yeah, use it badly. Right. Yeah, we, we don't need we don't need that. Bad connotations. No, we, we don't, don't need that. Can we ban them for a week if the joke just sucks? Um, can yes. we do that? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Good, Chris, you're well, the we, boss. You know, we can absolutely do that. I like it. That's right, what we're doing. Show. We can do whatever the hell we want to do. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right, well, good luck yeah. if you get one. Right, Holler back at us. I, I, I promise you, if we catch a good one, we'll call you back. Y'all right. have a good day. 10-4. All right, see you. See you. See you. Good luck. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to do a Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ring Power and the Cat Rental Store has the most dependable youngest fleet in the industry, which keeps your job site and business productive. If you'd like to inquire and find out which pieces of equipment that you can get at Ring Power that work tremendously, go to ringpower.com to learn more. This week's tip is if you haven't followed the qualified captain on Instagram, you need to do so. We had Captain Aaron Stasiak on as our guest just recently, and that is an absolute must-follow on Instagram. And I would also add maybe Enterprise Fishing Charters as well. Yeah, Pretty cool video about Captain Kirk Gaff and a kingfish. The people, yeah, I I was really, really fortunate yesterday. I got to fish with a uh, retired Marine Colonel Joseph Kraft and his three boys, his son-in-law and his two sons. And we got on a really cool bite of fish in shallow water close to the beach. And his son-in-law, Reuben, was a wizard with the iPhone and the camera. I mean, he was taking videos, and he sent me four or five of them and did a really good job. Um so it was fun being on the boat with those guys and catching some fish. Well, it's a great video, and some of the videos that are on the qualified captain are just they're fun, fun to watch, you know. And and it just teaches people, hopefully, you know. And, and kudos for Aaron doing this, but it's hopefully teaching people to be a little bit safer out there on the boats. Well, uh, and boats I'm on, don't have any breaks. No, and I, I'm looking at uh, the latest post from the qualified captain and. Uh, there actually, he's going to have a, a center console boat being built for the qualified captain, and it's in the process of watching some of that video. But some of the other videos, the stuff that's just like just crazy. He, one of them that's been shown recently is they have, or he was a part of this thing called the 15th annual at Brew River boat docking competition. These guys are coming in with these big boats and are parking their boats. In perfect fashion, at a pretty high rate of speed. Oh, I saw that. That's insane. I mean, those guys are good. Guys on like the lobster boats and stuff. Yeah, like that's that. just I don't know. In. Yeah, the lobster boats. Are, but I mean, these guys are. It's all part of fun, and they're they're taking some of the videos from overhead. But then, folks, seriously though, don't it, try that. Yeah, yeah. Don't, we we don't want you to try some of that stuff. Don't do that. But if uh, if if you want to get entertained on a daily basis. You really need to follow the qualified captain. The video that was just crazy recently was when a guy fell out of a boat and he wasn't wearing the kill switch. And so the qualified captain has the video of the uh, law enforcement people literally chasing this boat down that's going like 41, 40 miles an hour in a circle. Yeah, that that was uh, real brave for that and officer. law enforcement's to... wearing the body cam 
And so jumps into Aaron got the the video footage from the body cam to show how they had to had had to jump into this boat going so fast. But what what I love about that, first of all, it's it's a learning lesson for people that may be boating. And so again, uh, follow the qualified captain. We think you'll you'll really enjoy it. All right, so let's go back to the tournament waters and talk to. Captain Jeff Stam, and see how things are going on his book. Morning, Jeff. Good morning, guys. Good morning. What? Give us a scoop. <laughs> We're fishing. It's what? beautiful. Did Did you have any issues getting bait this morning? And and what's your game plan? No, sir. We uh we found some mullets, found a few croakers, got some pogies. We've got the ribbon fish, a few other things to throw at it. So we're just dragging them around. We've caught four fish so far, but nothing. Nothing what? of any significance necessarily. Well, that's good. The the, the clickers yeah, are going off. Four. I mean, heck yeah. Practice makes yeah. perfect. Yeah, kind of like Kevin though. Our first bait in the water, big old tarpon decided to slurp it and go skyrocketing and running around on us. That's so, always heart- exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's always exciting. Nice little heart attack first thing in the morning. But since then, like I said, yeah, we've had four fish, but. Nothing, nothing of super significance at this point. So what, uh, we'll what, keep... what, what's the traffic like? Um, there's a little bit of traffic. It ain't too bad. I mean, the good thing is everybody's kind of spread out, kind of minding their P's and Q's. Nobody's running over each other. So, yeah. Um, seeing fish caught around us a little bit. I mean, nothing gigantic, but seen a couple fish. And, uh, where did you guys come out of? Did you go out of Mayport or St. Augustine? No, sir. We went out of St. Augustine. Okay. So, you know, come out of St. Augustine, got, you know, bait right there on the bar, and then there was bait to the south there, so we kind of ran down down to the south a little ways and found us a little spot, and all we can do is continue to drag them and hope. Are you are you going to stick with the one spot, or are you willing to move based on information? Because some people are kind of, you know, are willing <laughs> to move. Some people are like, no, nah, no, I'm going to stay right here. Well, most people know I'm pretty damn stubborn. Excuse my French. Okay. <laughs> but... But now we'll probably give this spot for a while, and then uh, we'll make a team decision as to whether or not we make a relocation or not. We've got a couple ideas of things we might want to do as the tide starts to change around, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. But it, and it may come down to just a point of people wanting uh, a little bit of air conditioning when it comes down to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, get a little movement. It was pretty still this morning when I got up at 5 o'clock. There wasn't a lot of air moving around. No, no. We were throwing uh, throwing the cast net there and salt run and around the conch house there, and it was uh, – dead still and sweating sweating our heads off there steamy yeah, yeah. steamy so what yeah, so what are you pulling you pulling a combination of things or is there a bait got, that you love yeah we got some ribbon fish out we got a mullet out pokey out um i think that's all we got right now we got ribbons mullet and, and pokey right okay now. all right well good luck and if you catch one uh, shoot us a pick give us a call to tell us about it you know and and good luck the rest of the day absolutely i appreciate it guys all right thank you jeff Take care. Mr. Jeff yep. Stam. Good luck, Jeff. In the tournament as well. All right, let's uh, let's return to the phone lines. Thomas has got an offshore hook question. Morning, Thomas. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, I haven't been out on a, a headboat in a while. Right. And and normally uh, when I go out for the V-liners, I use the J-hook. They told me you can't use J-hooks anymore. No, you got to use a circle hook. And it, and it can't be an offset circle hook either, huh? It's got to be a circle hook. <laughs> really? It's got to be a circle <laughs> hook. Fish outside of three miles in federal waters has got to be a circle hook. Okay, you can still somebody use said an offset though, right? Offset circle hook. It's got to be a circle. As long hook. as it's circle. Yeah, as long okay. as it's a circle yeah. hook. As long as it's circle. Okay. Oh, oh, okay, okay. 
because it's so much easier to catch the V-liners. With a, well, how do you catch a V-liner now? A V-liner now is if you can't set the hook. You can. You, I know, you know, I've known Dennis Young for a long time, and I've, Dennis and I've had this conversation before, and Dennis will tell you, if the fish bites, set the hook. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference. Just set the hook. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, that, that, that was my question. And, and, Kurt, I remember you saying something about, because I got two people coming from up north, and they want to go deep sea fishing. It's so doggone hot now, but I heard you say the other week they need to start dehydrating the day before. Yeah, you need to start drinking fluids the day before. I mean, it gets so hot out there, Thomas, and, and the humidity is so high. Uh-huh. You don't want to get out there and have an episode. And the hardest part for most people is when it gets real hot, they quit drinking. Uh-huh. You know, they'll start fishing and just quit drinking, and you you got to sip. Just keep sipping all day long. I mean, okay, uh, okay. even when the water gets hot, I still okay. drink, you know? Okay. I'm going to carry one of my poles just in case a um, – a cobia comes to the surface. What 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 um, lure would you put up there in case one surfaces and you want to try to catch it? I love those alien jigs. Those those stupid fish. I don't know what it is about those stupid jigs, but they uh-huh. just they love them. It's craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. It's called an alien. It's an alien jig. Uh, you can get them from Rusty there at B and M, or you okay, can go to okay. Strike Zone and get them from from uh, from Dave. Alien. Okay. okay. It's an alien jig, and okay. I mean. You know the one the, the people that really got me fired up on them was Steve Mullen and and uh, Jeremy Alvarez, and I know mm-hmm. Kevin and I talked about it a lot over the over the last year or so, and, mm-hmm. the, and the guys were turning him on to him. But I had a firsthand experience back in February. The three mm-hmm. of us went out playing one day, and they were like, "Come on, go with us. We're going to show you something." And we went okay. out there, and I bet we caught in three hours between the three of us. At least twenty plus cobia. I mean, wow. it, I mean, we were catching them and letting them go, and it was it was insane. They would swim wow. up to the water, and you'd be standing there with the jig dangling off your rod, and you'd drop it ten feet underneath the water and jig it up and down, and they crush it. Huh? It was hmm. craziest thing I've ever seen. I, we put the uh, the dirty boxer curly tails from fish bites on those on hooks, yeah, on the aliens, and it. It fires. Yeah, it'd be a nice little tip. More, yeah. Tip with it. Yeah, that's a great yeah. tip. Okay, one more thing. One more thing. I'm gonna let you go. Um, as far as grouper go, the longer the leader, the better. But a long leader on a, on a head goat don't work too good. Does that's it? right. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Just keep it around. I wouldn't go any any more than four feet. You don't need okay, to. Okay, four, four foot leader. Okay. okay. Yeah. Tops. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. I appreciate you answering my questions. Have All right, a great Thomas. Day. All right, Thomas. Good luck, buddy. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. The uh, the alien jig. Essentially, looks like an old bass lure, the old pig and jig. That's yeah. exactly what it looks like in a like. lot of ways, right? Yeah. The, the only thing that's different that I would say is it's the, much the, bigger. It's bigger, and those owner hooks on there, they ain't no joke. They're money. They are there, and you got to watch out too, because they'll, they'll get you too. What do they cost, an alien jig? That's twenty bucks. Yeah, seventeen to twenty dollars. Okay. I mean, and it's, it's a um, what do they weigh? Like the weight. A couple ounces. I think they're anywhere from three to four ounces, aren't they? Yeah, maybe more. Yeah, yeah. you can. Um, I can probably. You can probably even get them down to two ounces. But you yeah. you want it to sink fast, so three or four ounces. I've got a couple of them. Steve buys them by the box full because in the wintertime, we use them a lot. You know, one of the one of the coolest baits I've ever thrown on cobia has been um, a bass assassin. Mm-hmm. 
the when, when, I mean, when they're clo- no, no, just the regular old bass assassin, little jerk bait. Yeah, a little curly tail thing. No, 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 no. It's just like a, it's like a stick bait. It's a, it's got doesn't have a curly tail. Mm. It's some of them have like the like it's like a gulp jerk bait. You know, it's got like maybe a split tail or a yeah. straight tail. Yeah, and it's like a darting minnow across the surface. I mm. remember one time we were on this um, cobia and we we're throwing everything at it that we had, and he wouldn't eat anything. So I grabbed my rod that had a a bass assassin on it. And then throw it and catch this fish. I mean, he was—he didn't want to eat anything. But then threw that bass assassin out. Immediately grabbed it. That's something awesome. sets them off. I mean, sometimes just something sets them off. And I—I've I, used that alien jig, and I a lot of times if I'm bottom fishing offshore, I've always got one rigged and in the rod holder. And while my customers were bottom fishing, I'll take that thing and drop it over the side. Yeah. And just sit there and twitch it like crazy for five or ten minutes. Just and, to see. And man, when they hit it. Have you ever caught a grouper doing that? I haven't caught a grouper on it, but I've caught some or big, anything old, else? big old snapper. Yeah, I figured you would. Big giant snapper on it. Yeah. And they crush it. When they hit it, they crush it. All right. The aliens are like anywhere from four ounces to eight ounces. Okay, pretty big. A though. bunch of different yeah, pretty, sizes. Pretty big. You got to remember, too, anything below like. What color do you like? I like the chartreuse. Yeah, chartreuse pink and white. Yeah. Pink like and white, chartreuse. Chartreuse and in, in, in white is what I use. Okay. What is it? Um. Bill Dance says, if it ain't chartreuse, no use. I think it's him that says that. I don't know. He might have. (laughs) But the one thing that that, that you've got to remember, too, once you get below two atmospheres, which is 66 feet, there's no color. Yeah. So they can't see any color. All they see Ah. is flash. Mm. You know, and they see something that looks like an octopus. Yeah, red turns to green. (laughs) Yeah. I was looking down there one day, and there was green stuff coming out of my arm. Oh, it was blood. Where I speared a grouper, and it drugged me. Oh, and you were down, you are diving. that? You know, it's the first yeah. time I ever noticed it. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, you lose color. Wait a minute, color, you color. You're colorblind when you're down there. There's no color. Really? All you see is lights and darks. Oh, yeah. A snapper doesn't look red down on the bottom in 70 feet of water. Really? No. It looks I silver. Never, they've never thought weird. about that. Yeah. It's so strange. It is. It's weird. But, you, you know, you've got to remember that light is going to only permeate so far from the surface. Okay. 33 feet is one atmosphere. When you get down below two atmospheres is typically when it starts to diminish. Huh. And then a lot of the water that we dive in around here is 60 plus, most of the guys that dive. And there's know, no color. There's no color. I mean, we used to dive in 80 feet of water all the time, and there's no color down there. You're Interesting. At, yeah, it is. It's, it's different. It's a different world. Chris, did you know that? Of course I did. No, you did not. <laughs> you gotta love Chris. Man. I, 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 well, I don't even know what you're talking about. He's witty. <laughs> Guy's witty. You can't, you can't get him off guard. All right, let's take no. a break. Uh, I'd like to call in, folks. 904-641-1010 right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Do you know who this is? Jeff, do you know? Kirk? Um, Chip? Chip, you're a music man, do you know? I don't know. Cars? It's, they sound like the cars, but it's not. But it does start with a C. It's a band called The Call. Oh. All right, well, you got to well, give you me hours your, to guess that. Yeah, you great pull, band. Had no chance. Great band. Look them up. Never so heard of call? them. Look them up. No. The call. C-A-L-L? It sounded kind of like yes. the cars with uh-huh. How about, can you play something by The Who? No. Or Led Zeppelin? Um, can no. you play some hippie music? Or Humble no. Pie? Um, no. You know, uh, what, Eric uh, Clapton? About what year was The Call, Chris? Uh, Mid-80s. 
Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where, where are they from? Probably '86. Uh, they're an American band, but I'm I'm not sure. I want to say Northeast, but I'm not sure. Yeah, they're they're probably in the top 200. Yeah. Th- Don't no. be hateful, Kirk. Nope. No. Don't be hateful. Not very familiar. Not- hey. Yeah, done, done ring a bell. Just sit back and comb your mustache. Don't 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 hate the messenger. Yeah, does yeah, does yeah. not ring a bell. Nope. nope. All right, uh, let's uh, let's do a Kirby Co. Builders cooking, cooking tip. tip of the week, and uh, folks, this comes from Captain Kirk. What you got, Captain Kirk? I, I love a good raw fish, and I, mm-hmm. and and I mean that by you know, if if you bring a wahoo to the table at Mayport. And you finish carving it up. Leave that carcass there for a few minutes. I'll take some stuff off of there. Um, I stopped at Safe Harbor, folks. You know, and I don't mean to brag about Safe Harbor. It's a local seafood company out of Mayport. They do a great job. Um, I, I enjoy going in there at least twice a week. I'm a big salmon guy. I like eating salmon, but I like eating a lot of fresh fish. And when my clients take all the fish, sometimes I don't get any, and I've got to stop in and buy some. And I went in there the other day, and they had some fresh tuna. It was $19 a pound. I thought, you know what? That ain't bad. You go out and buy a couple ribeyes, what are you going to pay? You know, 15 to $20 for a couple big old fat ribeyes. Uh, a piece. Per. per yeah, per. maybe so. A piece. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, for a pound of tuna, I'm, I'm all over it. So I got it. I got a pound of tuna. I, I skinned it myself. I cut it into small cubes. Mm-hmm. And we've got into this Bakken's Japanese barbecue yeah, sauce. Yeah, what is that? I'm telling you, it's not really barbecue sauce. Chip knows what I'm talking about. Basically, it's soy. It's where did you get it at? It, I bought it at Publix. Is it it's coming? In the, it's in the international foods aisle. Okay. Is it like in a sealed it, container? It's in a little squeeze bottle. Okay. You know, like you go to when you go to uh, the bearded pig and you get the little squeeze bottles yeah, to, yeah, for yeah. your barbecue yep, sauce. Yep. Same kind of squeeze bottle, and it basically, it's got every component you want in marinating fish or. Any kind of oriental food, chicken or whatever. It's got uh, green onion. I think it's got so- soy, teriyaki. Ginger. Uh, uh, garlic in it. Too. Garlic in it. It's got wasabi mixed in it. So it's it's a little spicy, but it's it's perfect for marinating uh, fresh fish like this. So I cut the tuna up in small cubes. I add the Bakken's. Then I buy a little bit of the green onion, mm-hmm. chop that up, put it in there, toss it vigorously, and put it in the refrigerator. And then when I'm ready to eat it, I'll, a lot of times I'll just eat it right out of the bowl. But then if I really want a full meal, I'll I'll make some jasmine rice or yeah, coconut jasmine, jasmine rice, rice good stuff. and toss it together, and bang, I'll sit there and, and eat that whole bowl of raw fish. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of of uh, tuna. You can do blackfin, yellowfin, you can do bluefin if you can get it. Could you do the? You, um, you could do wa- wahoo. No, the the fish that uh, are not called bonita, little tunies. You could do little. Oh, I eat those all the time. Yeah, you want you don't want little tunies, and you want to turn them over to the bait shop for bait. That's fine, but if if they come in my boat, they're going home, and I'm going to eat them if the customers don't want them. Mm. I cut the tenderloin. You can't tell that from a blackfin at all. Speckled trout's really good that way when the water's cold. Yeah, and another Pokeball? one. That's, yeah, really. Yeah. Another trout, one that's real good is really is good. A, mm. a grouper. A fresh piece of grouper mm-hmm. all day long. A sheephead, I'm all over that too. See, on a pokeball? Yeah, daggum skippy, really? man. Oh, man. I've never had that. Me? Oh, yeah. If eh. it tastes really good cooked, it's going to taste really good raw. Okay. A lot just of those white me. meat fish are just so delicate and sweet anyway. Yeah. yeah. Trout, especially. Flounder would be good that way too, but I'd, it's hard to waste a flounder like that, you know. When you, yeah. You're I shouldn't say waste. I mean, to go through the process of trying to cut it. Yeah, flounder, I'm kind of uh, on. 
And I'm telling you, if you like a good soy marinated sauce, this this original Japanese Bakken's barbecue sauce, I discovered it about eight months ago. It it's it's the bomb. My wife puts it on freaking everything now. If we have rice or vegetables or fish or chicken, she, first thing she does is go in the refrigerator and grab that. And it's and it's low fat. Um, it's got a little sodium in it, which is yeah, which is normal for that. Teriyaki sure or sure doesn't have a soy. lot of sodium. It's not too bad. I mean, it's not too. <laughs> bad. It's got a lot. Hey, not too if, bad. You're if, not going to hey, die right if you away. Water, it hey, doesn't matter. if you're gonna if you're gonna go eat French fries at Angie Subs, uh-huh. I guarantee you they're putting salt on it. Uh, sure. You know, Absolutely. if you go to the Bearded Pig, they're putting sure. salt on it. You know, yeah, so. Angie's, I gotta have the mix. It's yeah. gotta be. Top yeah, the French fry mix. fries. Yeah. And I'm oh, not a big okay. – I don't I salt you. anything at our house. We don't even use salt at our house hardly at all because, I, you know, I don't want my blood pressure going through the ceiling. No, I hear you. you, know, you yeah, yeah. And it will. It'll jack you up. Oh, salt in a minute. Yeah. In a second. Jump all over your back. So, anyway, try this recipe out. It's right. really good. You know, and, and go buy it safe harbor and get you some fresh fish. And uh, that's your Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week. Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior, finishing on both commercial and residential products. Go to – KirbyCoBuilders.com to learn more. All right, so the uh, the theme of the day from talking to different guys that are out there fishing in this tournament, we're going to talk to more here in a little bit, is that the tarpon are biting the kingfish baits. I mean, the, tar- the tarpon fishing's been pretty good. You know, and that's something that's been going on for years. I remember playing, you know, uh, you know, playing with the tarpon twenty years ago, fishing the you know Greater Jacksonville Kingfish tournament. And you'd be out there trolling, and man, you'd light one up. I mean, it, all the places that these guys are kingfishing on the beach right now are areas that we used to go chum fishing for tarpon down there by your house. Jeff is mm-hmm. one of the tarpon grounds that we fished. You know, going back to the days of Wimpy Sutton and John Campbell and and the Chief. Um, you know. Uh, Dennis Young, I mean, Mike Scanlon, who, who Kevin cut his teeth on to learn how to tarpon fish. We would all go and get chum from the shrimp boats out of the chum hole or the southeast hole. And after we got a bag of chum, we would all run the beach all the way down almost to the desert, and we'd start up our chum lines down there and start chumming in hmm. 40 or 50 feet of water. Mm-hmm. And there'd be seven or eight of us down there just drifting, you know, taking a big old hypodermic needles – and just pumping them up, you know, and throwing them behind the boat and drifting baits back on wine Leon, corks Leon, and wire. Leon started a chum line in the intercoastal last, I think it was last year. And he's like, man, I got tarpon just showing up. And I pull in and he throws me like four baits. And I'm like, cool. And I hook one on and pitch it out. And as soon as they hit the water, I get hooked up. And his clients look over at it and we're off to the races chasing the fish down. But right. it works in there too. Yeah, That's amazing. You know, same kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but what was he chumming with? Stuff from shrimp boats. Okay, so stuff yeah. he brought in. Mm-hmm. Well, the coolest thing about chum in the old days is we'd get a big basket or a cooler, and you'd you'd you pull up to the shrimp boat, and you had to know how to do it. There was a certain etiquette, and if they were busy, they weren't going to yeah, mess don't with bother you. Them. Don't bother them, yeah, because they're working, and it's hot, hard work. I did it. I worked on a, on a boat in Cape Canaveral back in the seventies, and when they're doing that, don't bug them. But when they lift up their heads and they look over. The captain comes out of the wheelhouse and he'll wave you over and you'd have a mesh bag and we'd put a Ziploc bag in there. And usually I put a 20 in there mm-hmm. and they'd throw it up there and, and, and it'd have a milk jug attached to it so that the bag would float once they threw it out and they would fill it with everything that was on the deck. And, and it was the coolest thing because you dump it out and it'd have starfish in it, 
shrimp mammies, look downs, all these different kind of species of Teeny fish, croakers, croakers, yeah, trout, you know, little awesome. chub flounders and stuff like that, fiddler crabs, hermit crabs, mm-hmm. and then you you know the special baits were the sand trout and the croakers. And when uh, you say the special bait, those are the ones that you wanted to keep for that's put the tarpon hook, bait. Put them on a hook. That's the one the tarpon were going to eat or whiting. And They'd what kind of hook three. were you putting? Or oh, were you using we'd use for like, that chum fishing? Shoot, we'd use like uh, eight or ten aught treble hooks. Okay. And then you'd have a piece of straight wire, um, you know, because there were sharks out there. And then what they'd do is they'd take wine corks and thread it through the straight wire, which was a pain in the butt to get done. Okay. But you use a sewing needle, and you'd take the straight wire, and you'd pay 60 to 80-pound straight wire, and you'd bend the end of it like in a hook. And you'd take that sewing needle, hang it on the end, and you'd shove it through that that wine cork, and the reason why you did that is the sharks didn't like the cork. Mm-hmm. It, 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 for some reason, it mm. would deter them a lot of times. But we would float those behind the boat, and we'd sit there and just start a drift, and you cut some up and throw it over the side, and then you'd take the uh, hypodermic needles and fill a, the dead croakers and the dead trout and uh, spots and little chubs and look downs, and you'd have all the stuff floating behind the boat, and those tarpon – they just come up little by little. They'd suck suck one down. It's it's a and wildest thing. It's not a thing. violent feat either. Oh, it's not. It's like no. watching somebody flush a toilet. It it's like uh yeah, it's like somebody flushing a toilet gently. Yeah, and just come up and all of a sudden you see the bait just go boop. And it's gone. also in some ways, and I'll never forget this, we actually one time were out at uh one of the wrecks and we were trying to chum fish for tarpon and we didn't have any luck and so we ended up going offshore. So we were getting ready to be done for the day. We we dump a whole basket of chum over the side of the boat over mm-hmm. top of this wreck. Right. And had this 14-foot tiger shark come up. And just like tarpon feeding in a chum line. They do the same thing. This 14-foot tiger shark was like a catfish eating floating catfish food. That's it. That's how they eat, just, just like that. Just gently and just, you know, open his mouth, and he was just going around and was eating every little piece of floating dead fish. Mm-hmm. And tarpon do it the same way. They do the same thing. That's exactly right. It's just interesting to see it. It's it's Because it's dead, there's no frenzy or sense of urgency about it. It's real subtle. It's just a lazy, oh, there's another bite. But there is nothing more exciting. And, and I learned a lot of my tarpon fishing from Kevin. I mean, he taught me a ton over the years. And I remember we'd go down there and tarpon fish off, you know, south end of Jack's Beach. And he would come from St. Augustine and I'd come from Mayport. And we'd kind of meet in the middle down there and and we'd all be down there chumming. And he would actually have a big old four-aught with a bait ready to go but not in the water. And as soon as they start coming up and doing that, he'd flip one back there. And it, it, the neatest thing in the world is to watch him suck down your bait. Mm-hmm. And you're going, oh, boy, here we go. And just as soon as they, they'd go down with it, let them have it for a couple seconds and just hit them for all you were worth. And, man, they'd come flying out of the water end over end. That was before circle hooks. Yeah, circle hooks now have kind of changed it. Yeah, yeah they it's have. amazing how it's changed. I mean, I'm stuck on one circle hook now, and if I'm freaking because I think they're discontinuing it, which is the Lancet offset um, trocar. Yeah, the trocar hooks. And what it, what size is that? I use sevens and eights. And those are double barb, right? Uh, it's a double barb. No, it's, it's a it's, it's a seven aught. Set. Well, I use six sevens and eights. Okay. And it depends if the fish get real finicky. I'll go down to a six. Yeah. And that thing is it. 
buttons them right in the top of the lip. Yeah, the the Eagle Claw seven aught circle hook has always I've had good luck with that, and I know Kevin for. He likes the bigger ones, the thirteen aughts. Yeah, and he'll use those bleeding reds too. We've, yeah, we, I, I all, remember all, we had all the ones I have are the bleeding bait red red and yeah, and I guess uh, that's a, that's a Daiichi right. brand the bleeding bait hook. Mm, okay, that's right. but there's other hook manufacturers that make those hooks that are in red. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's a confidence thing for us, yeah, or if the fish is. really care. Right. But I like using the red hooks. Yeah. Well, you know the company Seaworks? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, oh, yeah. They've come out with a hook that I started using, and it works really well, too. So now I've calmed down that I have a backup hook. But the thing is, those those trocar hooks are expensive. And when you look down and you see a shark eat your bait, you're just, ah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to lose that you hook. You know, I'm going to lose that one. So Yeah. But, um, yeah, and you're right. It's a confidence thing. Do you use a float? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I get these floats from uh, Beamish Bait and Tackle. They're a big pear shape, and they're weighted. And uh, there's another one. I, I don't like the weighted ones. I like the, just the regular old white and orange cork, and mm-hmm. if I can get them in pink grape where they've got the slit in them so you can take them on and off easy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, the reason I don't like the weight, I don't like the weight slinging in the air when you're fighting the fish just – it for me, it's a mind thing, right? You know, for me, it's it, it a probably makes ability thing, right? And it yeah. probably doesn't make any difference whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, for me, it's just a mental thing. Yeah, and if I use a smaller cork, a lot of times the baits pull the cork under. Right. Yeah, and you don't want that. No, I just want to fool you. Yeah, I want them to fight as much as possible. And another thing I'm doing too is I'm hooking my baits in the in the top of the shoulder, if you want to call it a shoulder. Mm-hmm. I'm not hooking them in the mouth, and I'm not hooking them in the tail. I go through the eyes. So, well, if I use my clips. My release clips that I have, the the um, bridles, I hook them through the eye. But most of the time I go through the back, and when I flip it and I pull on it, he'll kind of dig down dig in down. the water a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, he's I always can... pulling away from mm-hmm. the cork instead of pulling to it because they'll, they'll wrap that line up too. you got to be careful. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We'll do an update of weather and a tides right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. This is the cult. Yo, yeah, it's the All cult. Right. The event, baby. This is one of the best albums ever recorded. Yeah, no doubt. Love mm-hmm. the cult. Yeah, never heard of them. <clears throat> so uh, early, early in the show, bless we, your heart. Kurt. We were we were talking <laughs> about uh, we we threw some old time names out. We had a, uh, a listener question uh, on Facebook from Amadeus, and he wanted to know what was the Frito pie from. He got kind of got on the radio a little bit late, so I, I told him exactly what it was. And then he said, hey, we brought back some memories for him this morning. He says when, I guess, at Mayport Junior High, he said because Wimpy Sutton, Captain Wimpy Sutton, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, of Mayport fame, was his seventh grade health teacher. And then he said Mike Scanlon was the principal. Yeah, that's right. Wow. At May, Mayport Junior High. That's right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, you're going back a long time ago. I mean, we're talking 30 years ago. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, a long time ago. And uh, Jim Bradley did send the information in, Chris, about uh, the band The Call. Never heard of them. I'd never heard of them either. Love it. Yeah, they're good, man. Uh, They're good. I I don't know. Said, uh, 
I guess the, one of their songs is on the film Lost Boys. Lost Boys, yeah, believe. Yeah. But the but the crappy part about that was they used actors to stand in for the band. Really? So, why yeah, did they do that? So it was a live. Con- well, I'll tell you exactly why. So they were good looking. Enough, they weren't good looking. Yeah, the call not good looking guys. Nope. <laughs> What? Nope. And so, That's not good. And so in the movie, the lead singer who's singing this song, I still believe, mm-hmm. is this bare-chested gorilla of looking dude uh, playing a saxophone hanging off his neck from a big chain. He's got the long hair, looks like uh, Fabio or something. Uh, yeah, I hate it. It made me made me so mad. But that ain't yeah. right. But that the song's right. great. Yeah, lo- love uh, love the fact that we can get messages, etc. Facebook, Instagram. Got a message from David. David, he's all fired up. Sent us a picture of a uh, deer at one of his feeders. I'm assuming because he said ten days to go. So <laughs> trivia question: Do you guys what know what ten days to go means? Yeah, it means that you can hunt in South Carolina. South Carolina. Exactly, South With Carolina. Anything. I could yeah. not do it. Yeah, I just can't. I've done it. It, it is. I too, did. It was not fun. Too hot. I lived there. I mean, I grew up there, and I just couldn't do it. There's just all kinds of humid up in South Carolina. Well, it's sticky, boy. Not only that, Chris, it's just so freaking buggy. It's buggy. It's very humid. You've got to go out with a pair of boxers and a bug tamer on. uh, Yeah, Yeah, and then Tick City, man. You've got to be wearing cat. Uh, what is it? Cat collars around your ankles and your and your uh, wrists. There's a reason I don't bow hunt Oof. for that particular reason because bow season opens up so early and I'm not going out when it's hot. I love bow hunting though. Yeah, I no, I know. All right, uh, let's do an updated weather update of tides. I've got the weather. I've got the tides. It's going to be pretty much the same for the foreseeable future. Uh, today, west winds 10 to 15 be coming south in the afternoon. Keep an eye out. Got a chance of thunderstorms uh, and showers this afternoon. And, in fact, not even just a chance. It's likely. Um, same thing tomorrow, southwest 5 to 10, 2 to 3. Monday, southwest 5 to 10 be coming south 10 to 15 in the afternoon, 2 foot. And, again, for the next five days, it's all going to be the same. South, yep. maybe southwest. Summer pattern. We're and, still in uh, Kind of crazy. All right, uh, earlier in the show, yep. Uh, real quick before we go to the tides, earlier in the show we talked about a missing boater. Yes. Okay, and we're his, working to confirm that. Yeah, now. his name was Charles Gregory. Okay, and he was a 25 year old missing boater that went out on a 12 foot John boat Thursday this couple days ago. Okay, uh, we're going to go back to the phone lines. Captain Kevin is dialing in. He's got an update for us. More Kevin. Yeah, so so the the beginning of that story, um, you know, the, Kirk, you know as well as I do, a lot of charter captains are firefighters, police officers. Um, so we kind of yeah, got the we we kind of got the alert, you know, yesterday afternoon, yesterday evening, this kid was missing. Um, they searched all, all right, night. Um, it was like there's a shark behind that. Yep. Um, and anyway, it it sounds unconfirmed, but it sounds like they found him. Uh, sounds like two miles. Two miles offshore, clinging to a John boat with a life jacket on. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, these are unconfirmed reports, but this is coming from my buddies who have been searching. Um, but but yes, the the the, the, the one of the, the Coast Guard um, planes well. spotted him, which which is unbelievable that you could be out there that long. Um, and the ocean, Kirk, you know, has been beautiful. Yep. Uh, yep. and, 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 and nobody saw you. I mean, that's just, that's just crazy, but let's just hope that, that, 
that it is confirmed, and we hope that he's okay because it it, it could have it, that could be bad. Yeah, f- yeah. fingers crossed. Fingers yeah, crossed. Fingers crossed. All right, brother, yep. get back to fishing and yep, uh, good absolutely. luck. Absolutely. Yep, thank you. All right, let's do a uh, Tides Report brought yep. to you by Andy, Andy Subs. Subs. I'm thinking about maybe hitting that on the way home today. Yeah, that'd you know, be a good idea. Andy Subs, you know. But you got a high tide that's going to be at 12.30 today, which is perfect for the guys fishing the tournament because now it's starting to flush. Right now, I mean, it's it's almost 10 o'clock. They're flushing that nice blue water up on the beach right now, and these fish should start to really bite well. Then you got a low tide this afternoon at 6.24 p.m., Got a high tide, which is peaked out at 5.0 um, with a southwest wind. Once that tide turns, I did notice the last couple of days, when it does turn, it's coming out of there hard. That west wind's just really mm-hmm. pushing like crazy. <laughs> One thing to remember, too, and we talked about it briefly, uh, these big pogies, I've noticed the crabbers are working the beach over there, and I've noticed some pretty sizable mud balls around these bait pods. Chip, have you caught any bull reds around these bait pods yet? Not yet. I'm going to look this week, though. I think you're going to start seeing the bull reds come in. This next big moon, which is called the – I think it's called the Harvest Blue Moon, Jeff, at the end of this month, which is the one of the big moons of the year. I know. I, I, end I'm, of I'm August. assuming, yeah, okay. The last big moon of August is when the bull reds start to come in to spawn. Um, and August begins it, and then September, October, and early November, depending on the water temperature and the weather. But if folks, if you are catching these things, remember, handle them with, with kit gloves, be gentle with them, you know, don't stress them out, and know how to vent them. If you don't know how to mm. vent them, you can go on our Facebook page and look that up, and we've posted that in the past on how to do that. Or you can Google it online and learn how to vent a fish. Um, but but uh, they ought to be coming use, in pretty good. Been using the descender. Yeah, that thing's great. And just, uh, I've tried it a couple real quick, times. Real quick, Tide's brought to you by Angie Subs. The weather always brought to you by the Bearded Pig. Bearded two, Pig. two great restaurants that uh, we're, we're big believers in. And just also an update from a weather standpoint. If you're fishing the King of the Beach tournament, I'm looking at the radar right now. There's a, a, a pretty decent cell, nothing crazy, but it's a pretty decent cell that looks like it's going to be coming right across the desert from mm. overland headed towards the water. So if, if you're fishing somewhere in that, that desert area, which is uh, Guana State Park, just keep your eyes peeled to the west. Yeah, that thing looks like it's got a little heat in it too, so just keep an eye on it. What do you got, Chris? Uh, we just got confirmation that, that that is the truth about the kid, okay. uh, the, the young man, that, uh, that he, he has been rescued and, um, and they're bringing him in. Good deal. Yep. That's awesome. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, That's prayers answered, man. Well, thanks for law enforcement and the Coast Guard. Great job. 12-foot John boat offshore. Ouch. Not me, brother. Wear a life jacket. Could have been in the inlet. You never <laughs> well, know. Well, yeah, you never he could have dumped it in the inlet. It's a real small boat. 12-foot's not very big. Nope. And he was a big guy. Um, just be careful, folks. You know the, crazy, the, the best thing? I mean, yeah, he was, I, I think he was found with the boat in a life jacket. Wearing the life jacket. You know, they, they always say, don't ever leave the boat. You well, know, stay with the boat. Look, if you got a boat, have a life jacket. Have a life ring handy to throw. I mean, I've got mine hanging from the T-top, and all you got to do is pull on it. It falls right reminds, on your head. But that reminds me of the stories that, you know, like Kevin, when he was growing up, and he would he would be out there in a John boat, right? Oh, yeah, me too. I was you guilty. Too? Guilty. I mean. By myself. Running yeah. offshore. I used, to run, I used to take my John boat down to 16th Avenue South, 
dump it on the sand, drag it all the way over to the ocean, take the motor, slap the motor on the back of it. I had a 10-horsepower Suzuki, and I'd run from 16th Avenue South all the way to the jetties down the beach. And I'd fish for three or four hours on a west wind <laughs> and catch some sheephead, and I'd turn around and run all the way back, all the way back South Jack's Beach. Is that not crazy? Invincible, man. Well, I was, you know, I was. I was I was in my 30s, and I was like, you know what? I can do that. It's a piece of cake. No big deal, you know? Looking back on it, probably not the smartest thing. Yeah. You know. Probably not smart at all. No. No. Listen to adults that are older than you that are trying to espouse some wisdom onto you. Sometimes it might help save a life. You know? No, no, you're right. Um, King of the Beach. Just uh, want to give everybody an idea. If, if people have an interest in – uh, following them or going to the weigh-ins. Uh, let me find out. Uh, they've got weigh-ins, uh, tournament day, Sisters Creek, I guess. Is that where the weigh-in is at? Yes, that's right, at the Jim King ramp, ramp there. Okay. S- Sisters Creek ramp, yep. And uh, people can go out there and check it out, yep. right? Yep. Uh, awards party is tomorrow. That's at uh, Front Runner Boats down there in Green Cove Springs. That's right, and I heard it's a real nice facility. That's what I heard. Um, I wonder if they're doing any kind of a – do you know if they're doing a live broadcast on Facebook at all? I don't know. Okay. That's, a good, that's a good question. All right, if anybody knows, give us a call, 904-641-1010. You know, because I mean, it's a huge tournament. I mean, I'm, and other thing, too, make sure everybody stays safe, okay? Yeah. And uh, keep keep your eyes to the west to keep out – an eye out for those thunderstorms. And, yeah, the problem uh, with be, a lot of these be, storms, be too, they've got some heavy shearing winds, and sometimes they have a lot of heat or lightning in them, you know? Well, and that one little cell is down there towards, again, towards the desert. It's going to be coming from the west. And so, folks, if you're down in that area, just be careful and uh, make sure you're careful throughout the day because everything seems to be coming from the west, and it's, it's scattered. There's not a lot of steadiness to it, but there's always going to be – a cell popping up here or there, and just be safe. Keep your nose to the beach if something is coming at you. That, that I've done that before now. That is not fun. Mm-mm. That is not fun. When you get a violent thunderstorm that cranks up right on the beach coming over land, some of those things can be wicked. Violent. Wicked. Violent. There's been a lot of heat or a lot of lightning in these storms. I mean, a lot. So be careful. All right, Chip, where are you going to be fishing at this week? You going to be tarpon fishing? Yeah, tarpon fishing all week starting tomorrow. Kirk, you too? Yep. Yep, get back out. I mean, that seems to be it, right? I mean, right now, world-class stuff. Well, if you want to go fishing right now and have a lot of fun, this is the time of the year to do it. I mean, there's just so much going on. The bait pods are all lit up with tarpon and uh, big jacks. Are there Spanish still around? Yep, caught some big Spanish this last week. I mean, giants, some nice king mackerel. Uh, We're still catching cobia. If you want to go fishing next couple weeks before school starts, sailfish. jump on it. Sailfish, they've caught... Uh, Brad Smith had two sailfish in the southeast hole. Um, I know some of the other guys pulled some up. Good time to go. All right. Go uh, fishing. As usual, the Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by these fine sponsors, Wild West Guns and Gold, Shimano, Kirby Cove Builders, Randy Marion Cadillac, Whalen Bay Marine, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Strike Zone, Standard Feed and Seed, Ring Power in a Cat Rental Store, LV Hires, Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, and Hagen Ace, Consignment Boat Sales, Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road, C&H Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine, Angie Subs, Duck Duck Rooter, and of course the Nimnik Family of Dealerships, Chevrolet on Cassett and Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway. And always close with this, everybody. Have a great weekend and always think safety first. Thank you, Chip. You're welcome. Thank you, guys.
Ja. See ya. See ya. Chip. Chip. Tomorrow is National Tequila Day. Oh, give me an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>